and welcome to episode 41 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. Kyle, it seems like it's been forever. It has. Things are... It's just everything else outside of podcast land has just wait, wait, slammed wait. us. There's, there are things outside podcast land? I know you live kind of like the Truman Show, but yes, there are oh, things outside. Oh man, that hurts, man. That hurts my that hurts I know my you're feeling. just as busy as I am, I so know, oh, it is awesome. So what's been going on then? Lots of stuff. You know, I, I started thinking I got to bring more to the podcast, and I watch a ton of horror movies. Like I just put them on my iPod and watch them, and uh-huh. I just watch them and go to the next one, and I don't ever, I don't ever talk about them uh-huh. really. So I have a couple I have to talk about. <laughs> I watched. I, I remember last time I was like, I get, I'm excited. I get to go watch Tetsuo the Iron Man. It's like this foreign. So it is a horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah, it's okay. well, it's a horror movie, but. It sucked. Really? Oh, so Why? bad. I was going to get on here and say, it's the best movie I've ever seen. Just to sucker everybody else into <laughs> wasting an hour of their lives. Right. It was black and white, and it just it made no sense to me. I don't even know. If someone can explain it to me, besides the fact that these guys started assimilating metal, and then two guys randomly started fighting each other. Really? It is the <laughs> stupidest show. Because like, this guy, his dick ends up uh, turning into a giant drill. So you He drills like his it. girlfriend, but... <laughs> <laughs> Only because I have different uh, attachments for mine, but nice. it was horrible. So, so just if anybody liked that show, screw you! And oh, well, come on, no, that show no, sucked, listen. dude. No, honestly, that show sucked. Like, is it worse than? Um, like, where would you rank it as far as against like Zombie Nation? It's on the same. It's really? Same. Yeah, it was so bad. Really? It was so bad. Wow. Yeah, it was terrible. So what other, what else did you watch? So the other one that was awesome that I'm only a third of the way through, but I got to throw it out there, is this movie called Three Extremes. I started I started getting into like these foreign flicks, right? Uh-huh. I, I put them in my Netflix clue. Well, the thing Netflix is, is there's, a, there's a shitload of them. There is, and that things that you've never heard of before. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, oh I yeah. Mean, you just have to throw them in there and watch them because. You know what, to be honest with you, a lot of those kind of suck, but every once in a while you'll get one that kicks ass. Like three extremes. I'm telling you what, I was watching this last night, and I only got a third of the way through, because it's like a two-hour movie, but I think there's three different short movies that are like 40 minutes each. Right. I only watched the first one called Dumplings, and I'll tell you what, that was so disturbing. Like, I watched that just like wrinkling my nose. I could not even, oh, it was so bad. So tell us about dumplings. So it's it's this I didn't know what was going on. Like I always say, I don't read about it. So this lady shows up at this this hot Asian chick's door and she was hot. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and says, I hear you have the most expensive dumplings, blah blah blah. So she feeds her these dumplings and it's just the sound as she's eating these things is just gross disgusting. Yeah. Well, you come to find out this story kinda lays out as to what's in the dumplings and it, you know, it helps her. It's it's helping her health wise, supposedly. Well, and it's then, reinvigorating. Yeah, her. it's reinvigorating her. Anyways, the thing ends up the way that they just twist and turn, and then the way that they end it is so disturbing <laughs> that you just you're just like, are you kidding me? How twisted is that? And we've touched on the subject briefly here and there during a couple of other movies, you know, foreign that we've seen and some other things where it's just graphic but wow you know back back when i was working the long days when we had all those uh, when it was really busy for a couple of weeks ago i just uh, there was just a lull i mean it was like two in the morning and we were all still at work trying to figure something out and and a couple of us just said you know we're gonna go take a nap well i decided to go turn on netflix stream and i streamed the first one and i was like half asleep and it freaked the crap out of me and 
And uh, the funny thing is, is I could not, I could not watch the re- the two other movies or whatever. I mean, I, I was just like, uh, I got to take a break. That was pretty yeah. intense. Yeah, I, I ended up turning it. I started this the second one called Cut, I think is what it is. Uh-huh. And I got five minutes into it. And I'm like, listen, I, I'm too disturbed from the first one. I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> I'm gonna go to sleep and enjoy this another time. But that is definitely one to check out. I would check out the Three Extremes. That is a great, great movie. Sweet. So I just got uh, Grace on DVD. Oh, you did? So I cannot wait. Apparently, uh, it's got a lot of great uh, uh, extra features. And even the short, I think, that uh, oh, that it's bag. based on. With yeah, bag. With, with Bag. I can't even remember his name. I can just remember the fact that he's Bag. Because yeah. he kind of acts like a sack. <laughs> you know? <laughs> What's his name? Brian Austin Green. Oh, that's right. Brian Austin Green. <laughs> But anyway, no, I can't wait to get into that. But you got anything else? I've got I've got some news. Go Cougars. <laughs> Go Cougars number seven. Of course, we'll be number five. Destroyed freaking Oklahoma, so enjoy that. <laughs> or whoever lives in Oklahoma. <laughs> you know what's funny? The only people that I know from Oklahoma hate the Sooners. Oh, really? Because they like some other stupid-ass team you know that's funny? not BYU. I have a friend that lives in Oklahoma, uh-huh. traveled to the game, dumbass sends me a picture of the stadium while he's at the game uh-huh. before, yeah, he's like, "Hey, uh, check out this. Th- this is a nice view to watch my team destroy yours." Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> nice. Halfway through, I'm like, uh, "You may be in trouble here. <laughs> Enjoy that your quarterback is now injured." Anyways. What a wuss! Just Anyways. teasing. Yeah, Just yeah, teasing. yeah. This isn't a sports podcast. No, it's not. Go Cougars! You know, I tell you what, though. If we have as good a season as we're thinking we're going to have, then uh, we're going to start one. We're, we're going to cut cut this show as half as long and, yeah. do, and do a college football. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway, okay, so here we go. We got uh, quite a bit of um, news to talk about today. Let's see what we got. Um, okay, first of all, first and foremost, uh, I, I have to make a confession. Uh-oh. Every time I go to buy a Cadaver Lab t-shirt, I look at the prices and go, there's no freaking way I'm going to buy one of these stupid-ass things. Oh, really? <laughs> they're, they're expensive. But here's the deal. I found a place for, right here that will actually make them for us for half the price. Oh. And basically what it is, we'll just order them, and then uh, we'll just send them out. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They'll do onesie-twosies here and there? Yeah. Oh, good. And uh, it's all below 20 bucks. So, oh, good. And we'll, so, How so much were they before? Like 28 25 oh. 28 wow. And most of them will be around uh, 15 Hmm. So that's really good, unless you're unless you're huge like me, yeah, and need a big giant man shirt. Nice. Then then you have to pay a little bit extra. But so I just want to let everybody know that in the upcoming weeks I will be changing that. Anyways, just buy just uh, just hold off and we'll we'll <clears throat> we'll uh, we'll get that squared away. Second, have you seen? Uh, want to show throw a shout out to Spooky Bill, man, yeah. and his awesome. awesome cadaver lab promo <laughs> videos on youtube i've always seen that he has more than one. Oh yeah he has two i always saw the one. Oh no there, there's there's two and the funny one is that they're both pretty funny but this is the second one it has uh you'll just be watching it and all of a sudden you'll see something to make you laugh your ass <laughs> off. you know it's hilarious so thanks to spooky bill uh yeah so do we even know about the contest i mean have we have we thought about uh dates and stuff like that have we even made that official i think we ought to go till the end of october Okay, till the end of October. Mm-hmm. We'll see how many we get, and we'll throw it up there and have a vote, and then uh, we'll do it from there. We'll go from there. Um, speaking of prizes, uh, Steve Wands, you know, writer and uh, uh, artist extraordinaire, of course. Uh, he, he designed our Cadaver Lab t-shirts. He, he actually got a book published called Stay Dead, 
the, the first volume, The Stranger and the Tunnel Rats. And I think we've mentioned, I mm-hmm. think I mentioned that before. But uh, he actually sent a stack over cool, for man. us to give away as uh, prizes and whatnot. So we need to start coming up with some, some contests to give those away. Got to say thanks to Steve for sending those over. I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a, I mean, the funny thing is, is I bought one. I went, yeah. It's really good. So I went and bought one. Um, you can actually download it for free on Lulu.com. Uh, but I actually, I'm going to review that um, on Examiner. Do it. I'm going to do it, and then uh, here I'll give you my old copy okay. because he signed one specifically for me after I bought one. Okay. So I was going to say one of the prizes you're going to get screwed with the autograph, <laughs> but but I guess I'm giving that one to Sam. So okay, no, that works out. But thanks, Steve. It's it's awesome. Congrats. Congratulations, yeah. man. That's a big deal. It is. Uh, hope everything goes well for you, and uh, I assume that we have more coming up. You know, fairly quickly from him. Yeah, and so, I'll, we'll work on some contests so we can start giving some, because I think we have some stuff that, that we should be giving away. We yeah. just have stuff. Like, we have those. We have we still have a couple of bracelets. I mean, there's some yeah, stuff we, we have should DVD, be giving away. We have uh, Ruckus Production DVDs to yeah. give out still. Yeah, so that, we've got uh, quite a bit. I'll come up with some good contests. Sweet. Uh, yeah. You just scared me with the look on your face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, you know Metal Mikey has a new podcast. No. Yeah, I wanted to just... Quickly mention it. It's called Action Attraction. Go to metalmikey.potomatic.com. Wanted to make sure that uh, such a cool guy has been supportive of our show that we uh, we we share the love. Nice in a non ooey gooey way, but I'm sure Metal Mikey would love it in a gooey way, <laughs> especially after the whole uh, Man Award debacle. Yeah, that was pretty scary. You, <laughs> you know, know I... you know what's so funny is I showed my wife that picture, yeah. and she she would she wouldn't even like look me in the eye the rest of the day. <laughs> She was like, "Oh my gosh," and I have to admit, I I have not. I, it's been years since I've listened to Manowar, and I I mean, I don't even I can't even really pick any of their tunes off the top of my head. Yeah. It's been so long, and so the I they could be freaking awesome for all I know. I cannot remember, but uh, just that picture is probably I get scared away every time I see that guy's wiener poking oh right at gosh, me, dude. right wearing those like what what are those called like the. Like the thong, bikini, cut, something. Who knows? Jeez. Yeah, that's uh, anyways, Mike. So, 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 what started out as a plug for his show ended up being <laughs> insulting him for liking Manowar. No, no, no. Everybody gets their opinion. Okay, everybody is is. Uh, you know, we we don't discriminate here. No, nope, you can you have know. your opinion. But when it but, involves half-naked dudes in tight leather, and, you're going to catch them. And Harry, oh my, anyway, let's move on. Okay, so, and now this is a brand new announcement for Cadaver Lab. Awesome. And I, we haven't even talked this whole damn week. No. It's been so busy. We texted a couple times about, who are we recording? <laughs> yeah. But, we, but uh, so, I, this is news to Sam, too. And so tell me what you think. All right. Ferguson. From up in uh, Logan, Utah, mm-hmm. has decided he will uh, take on some cadaver lab responsibility. That's awesome. He, what he wants to do, and, 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 and I, I don't mean to say what he wants to do. He came up with this idea, and I thought it was awesome. So I'm, what he wants to do, if you don't like it, a free, if it freaking sucks, blame that dickhead. No, I'm not <laughs> saying that. Well, what I'm saying is he came up with this idea and in, 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 uh, you know, sh- shot me an email and, and asked me if I'd be willing to do it and or to help out and whatever. And, yeah, so basically what we did, or what he did, is he thought, you know, especially because, you know, the, the rift tracks, you know, mm-hmm. for the twilight and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He was thinking, you know, he, he started with that idea. Mm-hmm. 
And basically what he wants to do, cadaver tracks. Yeah. Now what this is, what this entails is basically choosing a movie and that um, everybody, we'll, we'll put it out there. You know, everybody, whoever wants to do it, uh, record your own commentary to the thing. And uh, I, we need to talk because mm-hmm. uh, I, I was thinking, and so was Greg, that, or Ferguson. Oh, my gosh. Your cover's blown. <laughs> Listen, dude, you blew it last time twice, so yeah. he, it's blown. All right. But anyway, so uh, he's thinking that maybe you and I could get together, watch a movie, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and record at the same time. Um, and then everybody else would send theirs in. Everybody would get their files to Greg. Greg would cut them in all together, kind of mm-hmm. do a best of type of a deal. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, just put it out, make it available on the website. And that's stuff. a great idea. <laughs> I know. Don't, I mean, I think, I think that's awesome. That's a lot of work, but hey. Oh, and that's what I told him. I said, listen, you know what? I think it's a great idea, but I do not have – I don't think I can, I can uh, commit to giving you that, that much time yeah. to do it. But he's like, yeah, I'll do it. That's so awesome. That, I mean, I am excited That'd be about fun. That. That would be really fun. Yeah, that would add a lot. That would be a, to hear everybody's comments on the stuff. Oh, that'd be yeah. Crazy. And then what we should do is is we'll we could even put it down the uh, the feed, and then uh, make sure that uh, well, I mean, I think the first movie that uh, and this is this is Greg's thing, uh, meaning so he's in charge. He's gonna he I mean he he kind of gave me a set of ground rules and I'll read those, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, and they're not rules. Is like you're di- basically just to make it easy and make it work. Yeah, you know? exactly. Anyways, if you don't abide by them, basically, you're shut down. <laughs> Only because it would make it difficult for Ferg to yeah, get exactly. that stuff done. Anyway, for the first movie, he was, uh, you know, and I even mentioned, hey, let's maybe we could do some public domain movies. Was, yeah. And that way we could put it all down. We could even put that track on the movie, which we can do. Yeah. Which, which we may eventually do. However, the first one. Is uh, and this is so fitting coming from uh, Ferguson taking one for the team, the awesome uh, column that he does on our website. Uh, he wants to do House of the Dead. I've Start got it off with a Uve Bowl. I've got that. You know what I used to pronounce that U U Bowls. Like, hey, U Bowls. Let me see U Bowls. Nothing. I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking. About. <laughs> no, the, the director. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so let's do that. Let's. Uh, um, now let me ask you a question okay. about copyright laws. How does that work? Well, it's not like it's uh, it's not like we 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 cannot I unless it's public domain we will not be releasing the movie with it. But as far as you can record yourself talking while the movie's on. Also, we won't release the movie with the track unless it's a public domain. Right. Movie. So we'll just release the track and then people can play it while exactly. they watch the movie. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So here here are a couple of the guidelines. Uh, one file. Any audio type would work. Uh, however, MP3, MP3 would be preferred. Uh, number two, they have to get it to me somehow. Uh, send space, rapid share. Um, if they compress it enough for email, you know that works too. We actually gave him, uh, set him up with a Cadaver Lab email address, at Ferguson at CadaverLab.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where even if you use send space or rapid share, um, you, you'll want to send that to. Uh, you, Basically, you'll send out an email with a link in it and, and send it to Ferguson at cadaverlab.com. If you have any questions on how to do that, email uh, Ferguson or, or me or Sam. We'll, don't uh, don't email me. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what they Or have. email me. Yeah, I have to ask Mike everything about that kind so of stuff. So basically, if you, if you email Sam, that means I'm going to have to answer the question anyways. <laughs> just it's true. So, yeah. So, but we'll, we'll definitely help you with that. I mean, th- I mean this is going to be – I think this is going to be really freaking cool. Yep. Anyways, uh, number three – 
we want to try to get as little bleed through as possible of the actual movie audio. So if you can, maybe wear headphones while you watch it or watch it on your iPod or something like that. For instance, if you, I mean, just plug it into your sound system and whatever. I do that all the time when I'm watching dirty movies and I mean horror movies at <laughs> night. Um, let's see. I, we're going to set up some cues. Let's see. Right when the title screen comes up, everybody just say, hey, this is I'm at the title screen or something like that. And every once in a while, maybe just kind of shout out how far in the movie you are. I mean, and this will edit it out. It won't make it to the final <laughs> cut, you know, just those cues. But it will be nice to I have. I think we ought to pick, like, a, when a certain name comes up on there, that's when we say, I see the name. Because the title screen won't be on there for a few seconds. But if we say, okay, I just saw directed by you bulls or whatever you just okay. said. Okay. No, that works, too. And just give those types of cues. Yeah. I mean, I think we can work with those. Yeah, because, yeah. They Oh, give a quick intro at the beginning. And, uh, you know, if you want to plug something at the end, do that, too, and we'll uh, make sure to get all those in. Um, also, you don't have to be hilarious all the time, maybe because, I don't know, Sam, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you not to just make ball jokes the whole time. Well, and that's, I was just thinking, because I could just talk all the way through a movie. Oh, my gosh, really? Oh, holy shit. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do that. Uh, well, well, that's, that's well, well, I'll miss that. Uh, but uh okay so but that's the thing so let's go ahead and start it the the first due date for these files to get to ferguson somehow will be october 1st what is it september 17th today Mm -hmm. so october 1st so we have two weeks two and uh two weeks and some maybe anyways about two weeks no it's actually exactly two weeks from today okay so uh we have two weeks to get those in basically i'll try to get this edited now it'll probably be out saturday uh, but let's get those in. Uh, everybody who just, just like I said, watch House of the Dead. Record yourself if you can, and uh, I think this will be pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, well, I haven't seen it before. I own oh, it, but I what? haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I did a. I think I did a death scene from that earlier on. So <laughs> you haven't. But oh I heard it gosh. sucks so bad. So this would be great. Well, the thing is, is it does suck, but it's. Uh, I'm just. We'll just have to wait and see it. The next one we should do is Eaten Alive. Mangiati Vidi oh, or whatever gosh, that is. <laughs> really? You yeah. know what? I've, th- I've been thinking about doing a cannibal show. Cause, oh. No, listen, not just those. Yeah. But I also found, uh, I also acquired a movie called Grim Love, which tells, have you, do you know what that is? Basically, it's, you know, I think it was in Germany or something like that. And I'm going to get a ton of emails because whenever I screw something <laughs> up, I get tons of emails. And I even screwed some up last week, but we'll talk about that oh, okay. uh, during the voicemails. But um, basically, uh, this did you hear about the guy who put out an ad somehow and said I want to eat somebody and I'll, I'll oh uh, yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah some yeah. guy said yeah you can eat me just give me this just give the money to whoever I don't know I yeah can't remember what things so it's a movie about that no way and I kind of want to check that out because I haven't seen I find that disturbing that and is utterly disturbing. like I, ugh, anyways <laughs> well it, we have we, we've avoided the inevitable that I mean for us to establish any sort of credibility we've got to do a, a cannibal should show. we do a cannibal show. We're going to have to, you know, but I think we need to finish off Friday the 13th here pretty quick. Oh, you know what? Well, and here's the deal, too. Uh, we still have to do street trash, find yeah. out a place to put in street trash. Listen, I'm not in any hurry to finish I'm not either. Friday We're going to keep recording. So, Well, just cares. because, like I said, I mean, I don't want to get burned out. I'm, I mean, we could do it now. It's been a few episodes. But but basically, I mean, we I, I'm kind of excited to uh, maybe do some cannibal Let's movies. do a cannibal, let's, cannibal episode next time. Let's oh, do my it. gosh. Let's do it. Are you are are you sure? Well, I'm. You if know, we make that commitment, we cannot go back. Well, here's how committed I am to that. I'm actually going to go Johnny Depp, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to live the character. In fact, I'm going to go out and eat somebody. 
Wow. Yeah. What, what does that have to do with Johnny Depp? Because he lived, when he's getting ready to be a character, he is a oh. method actor. <laughs> That's what Kevin Bacon and does. And Christian Bale. Kevin Bacon? Did you just say his fucking name on this <laughs> podcast, dude? That Canadian I'm bastard just, I'm just is nowhere. I know oh, anyways, you haven't. Christian listen, Bale. I, I know you like haven't that. been on the, the, the boards in a while, but, dude, somebody said that they really, that Kevin Bacon must be aching for money because he was really nice and he signed all sorts of Friday the 13th stuff. And I can't remember where it came from. It's bullshit. <laughs> Whoever said that is dude, full of shit. Between Kevin Bacon and, do you know how many emails I got between <laughs> Kevin Bacon and uh, freaking Canadians? <laughs> Unbelievable. It wait, wait hold on a second. Did you say Canadian sent you email? And voicemail. I call bullshit on that because they don't know how to use computers. Oh, bullshit. We're not, we cannot start no, that again. No more border wars. No, All right. No. I apologize. Uh, okay. Uh, we did get an email real quick from Jay at Obscure 80s. Just wanted to mention one part of it. Uh, as far as Splinter was concerned, last, uh, last episode we went over that. Uh, he said it was shown on sci-fi, but it was not an original sci-fi movie. Uh, it did have a limited theatrical release, but I hmm. uh, just wanted to get that out there. Anyways, God, that's, I mean, that's uh, quite a bit. That's exciting news. That's for. exciting. That's, that should be fun, man. That's going to be a good time. So, but, so T-shirts, I'm getting my T-shirt. Don't wait. Wait no, a couple I'm weeks. I'm going to wait, but when that, when that comes down, I am buying my T-shirt. You'll save 10 bucks. Yeah, and then we're going to make up contests and, and to just give so some you stuff know, away. Just so you know, people. We're we're not going to charge a, uh, you an arm and a leg. We're I mean we're going to give it to you for you know just that and shipping or whatever. Yeah. Or I mean we're not we're it's, not. Out it's to- free advertising. I mean people are going to be like, what is Cadaverland? Like? Well, as it, as if you know we're out there trying to advertise all the time. Well, are you kidding? All the time. Really? Yeah. That's why it's tattooed on my dick. You know what I was just going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, that's why I had it tattooed on my balls and I always have them hanging out. I cannot believe that you just said that. Unbelievable. Because it's a conversation starter when I'm in the, in the public restroom. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, uh, they're like, what the hell is CB? <laughs> Hold on a second. Stroke it, stroke it. It says cadaver lab. No, stroke it, stroke it. CB. <laughs> just, all right, sorry. All right, that's horrible. All right, man. You know, we got we got to get into the show. We're we're, we're just right. going a little wild, it, but we've just been talking so damn long that the the, the screen turned all off. Right. Anyway, uh, all right, let's just get into some voicemails. What do yeah. you say? Yes, yes. Hi, Mike and Sam. Um, this is Zombie Girl from the UK. I'm really scared. I hate leaving messages, um, but I just really wanted to ring up and say thanks for running the brilliant competition um and thanks to sean of course from um angry gnome comics uh i think he's sending my prize out of all 13 um in the middle of september and i can't wait to get my hands on them it's a brilliant brilliant prize so thanks um the other thing was uh we've been talking on the forums a bit about um the two series from the um, UK, Being Human and Dead Set. I think you've got Dead Set over there, but I don't think, as far as we can tell, Being Human's come out yet. It's a really, really, really good series. It's brilliant. Um, so I thought it might be quite interesting to hear what you guys thought about it um, when it finally does come out. Anyhow, um, ugh, I'm going to go now. Uh, Thanks again. Thanks for a brilliant podcast. I love it. Look forward to it every time it comes out. Um, and you both just crack me up. It's brilliant. So hopefully I'll speak to you again soon. Okay. Bye. I've, I've got to say, dude, yeah. that that 
accent is really hot. Like I like I really dig that. You know what? And she is cool. On the on the that's like, that's like, like that. two bonuses. You know, here's the deal. We're we're never gonna get any females calling in. Is if every time they uh, they call in, we're like, oh my gosh, that sounds hot. Yeah. Because every time we get a woman calling in, that's what we end up saying. I know, but what the it cra- just was. I don't know. Maybe it's because we just listen to our own dumbass voices all the time. No, and that's but true. And, I, and I'm not that's shopping true. for a girlfriend, plus, obviously, but wow. Plus, you know what's funny? is you should, At my work, it's just a big sausage fest. <laughs> I'm serious. Me too, because I'm all by myself in my basement. Well, so it's like a Vienna sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are we making fun of this? And, you know, it's it's funny that uh, that zombie girl called in because on the forums we've been talking, she's she's uh, studying, uh, you know, like uh, effects, you know, with using plaster things like oh. that. And uh, as a joke, I said, you know, uh, I can't even remember, but you know, back in the day, they had the the, the plaster caster that girl would go around and and uh, cast everybody schlons, no. you know, all like the rock star schlons. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so. Uh, I, so I, I just remember that off some documentary or whatever. Uh-huh. So I said, so I said I can't remember exactly what I said, but it came to the fact that she goes, "Yeah, just send 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 your junk on over here." And I said, "You know what? That's actually a great idea because number one, Sam's junk is detachable." And I, I said, "Number two, because of its size, postage will be minimal." That's right. <laughs> I think I saw that that's on ru- there. That's rude, dude. That's it's still funny. Uh, as far as the two. Uh, British television series she mentioned, uh, Dead Set, and what, what was the other one? Uh, Being Human. I've actually have Dead Set. We, I just need to watch it. Mm. I, you know, f- the funny thing is, I've let other people borrow it and whatnot, and mm-hmm. they say it's awesome. Oh, really? I have never. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. And I've actually, since it's not available here, Being Human. I don't think it's available here, uh, except through torrents and whatever. So. I've actually downloaded the first uh, five or six episodes, I think. Oh, really? I think it's so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get into that as well. But I, I am Put them up on Cadaver Lab. Or am I not supposed say to say please? That? Please. Okay. Please. We'll see. Now I'm going to put please. Iron Man up there for you. I'm not going after, to... After <laughs> your glowing review? No, I'm just kidding. Don't. Anyway, so uh, uh, one last thing. Sean, that was an awesome, awesome prize. Just want to reiterate that. You're, Way cool, man. Yeah, and it's you know what it's awesome that uh, you did that for our listeners. We really appreciate it. You uh, kick ass. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. But anyway, zombie girl, that you know, thanks for the call. You know, we appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Don't be scared about leaving messages. Because I'm gonna play that over and over <laughs> and over. You know what's so funny is, I used to be scared about leaving messages, and then when we started the podcast, and I had to hear my stupid ass voice all the time. It's like I don't listen. <laughs> if you screw up on the message when you're done. Just hit the pound button, and it'll let you record it again. It'll let you delete it and Does record it? it again. Yeah. Have you called our voicemail line? No, but I called the Bone Bat Show once, and I screwed up, and so I did that. The Bone Bat Show. Uh-huh. I've been I've been emailing back and forth with Those guys. Are cool man, Steve. Today, actually, talking about the new Megadeth album. Oh, Speaking really? of the new Megadeth album, Endgame, it is incredible. Is it? It's awesome. I'm gonna go get it tomorrow. Look at this. Wow. Well, I already have it to let you borrow. Cool, man. I'd, I'd actually like it back soon, though. That's fine. But anyways, what the freak? I what was it? Anyways, uh, so you know what? Today, we are going to celebrate. This is the best album, in my opinion, they've come out with. This is one of their very best, including all of the classics. And I am a huge huh. Megadeth fan. In fact, every once in a while at work, I'll, I'll walk up to somebody and say, you know what? I know you don't know this, and I know you're ignorant, and you cannot appreciate this. But do you know how much better your life is because Megadeth exists? 
That's awesome. And of course they look at me like, you're a dumbass. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that may be true, but still, what I'm saying is, is, is the truth. Well, Sweating Bullets is on the new Guitar Hero that I have. Is it? The one that just came out. I got to say, this album kicks huh. for, uh, what was it, Foreclosure, uh, Countdown to Extinction. Oh, yeah. That album's, Man, that album's great. Well, that album's awesome. Yeah. I loved that and Euthanasia. Remember, uh-huh. I remember when that came out, I could not quit singing Train of Consequences forever. Hmm. Anyways, uh, United Abominations came out a couple years ago, and I thought that was the shit. But Endgame came out. And so they've, they've awesome. continued to do good stuff. They have, the, you know what the thing I is? I need to check the all la- that out. The last three, their last three albums were excellent. Uh, they had an album called The World Needs a Hero that was half or, or, or you know, most of them were okay. But mm-hmm. they had a, re- a couple of really good ones, like the title track I thought was awesome. Hmm. Uh, but then they came out with Crush in what, around the, around 2000, I don't know hmm. exactly. But it was it was kind of a... It was kind of a departure from their like oh. thrash metal, and they were trying to, you know, be a little bit more pop, so that they could, uh, you know, make more money. Weather the storm. And, and you know what the funny thing is, is that album, and uh, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, basically I think what <laughs> happened is uh, uh, Dave Mustaine was allowing some of the other guys, like uh, a guy named Marty Friedman, to uh, you know start. putting their input in the music because Dave Mustaine had been writing and and Mm -hmm. doing all of it. That album came out and he's like, you know what? Screw that shit. You know? He was not going to listen to Canadians anymore. (laughs) I don't know if Marty is Canadian. (laughs) But anyway, so, but basically ended up and I was reading this, I was reading uh, an interview with Dave and he was just like, you know what? I'm sorry, but this is my thing and he fired everybody and uh, he actually, you know, He fired his whole band? He fired his whole band. Thing is, is is uh, the band had had a, the drummer and the other guitarists have been kind of going back and forth. Uh, you know, they've had some tragedy in the past and whatnot. But uh, the bassist had always been pretty much, uh, you know, solid there. But he he uh-huh. fired him. No way. And so everybody was gone. You know, the, I think the last time I've seen it, call it's been, I bet it's been since two thousand two or something since I've seen him in concert. And they had that bassist. But I'll tell you what. All the stuff that they've had since around that time has been so awesome. I'm going to have to go get it all. Yeah. Huh. It's awesome. I had no idea they were even putting albums out anymore. I should kick you in the uh, You should. Well, let me tell you something. Because those new albums, your life is better. I appreciate it. And that. You, even though you haven't known it, you've felt the effects. Oh, my gosh. I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> Good day, and how's it going, eh? On behalf of all the fine people of the Great White North, be they... Hockey lovers, Tim Horton enthusiasts, or fine drinkers of that lovely Molson beer. We just want to say, fuck off, eh? That was awesome. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is, is uh, that was, oh man, I can't remember his damn name. The, the I do have one good thing that came out of Canada. And oh, yeah? don't punch me in the face for this. But it was. If you say Rush, I will punch you in the face. No, you know how I feel about Rush. I, the only reason I like that one song is because we changed the lyrics from Roll the Bones to Pop a Boner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, now I, I'm blanking on it. On SCTV, there was The Great White North. What was that one with Ed and. Oh, uh, Northern Exposure. No, well, that was in Alaska. Oh. That's kind of like Canada. You're talking about uh, the. The uh, Strange Brew. Strange Brew. Yes. <clears throat> you got to give him the Strange Brew. Are you going to give it to him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's the response I was soliciting when I picked a Border War. Oh, yeah. That, that was awesome. Yeah, good, you were really hiding that. I'm shocked that you would actually do that, do that to get a response. Wow. <laughs> wow. You being an anta- trying I- to antagonize people. 
I was so wasn't I just so sneaky on that? Yeah, you know what? You were about as subtle as uh, Manowar's wieners. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Julie from 19 Nocturne Boulevard. The beanbag chair. You don't even remember your own insult team? <laughs> well, it wasn't an insult, your own fantasies. There's several episodes back, you were saying every time Julie starts talking, I just zone out and picture her on a leopard skin beanbag chair. Oh well. How short, how fleeting fame is. Anyway, um, you mentioned society. Actually, you mentioned the stuff, but you got, you're describing society. They're two different blob movies. The stuff you can join because it'll get inside you and take over. Society is far too snooty. They just eat people. Anyway, <laughs> you should do a blob movie night and do both of them. Okay, bye-bye. All of you may be wondering what Julie was doing during that voicemail. And she was helping me get it all the way out to Cadaver Lab. That's what she was doing. (laughs) For a second, I was like, what? What? Uh Oh. Yeah. All right. You know what? I got busted a lot. In fact, um, uh, who was it? Jay? Now, what did you get busted for? Basically, remember when uh, McPierce sent in a voicemail saying, what's 138? Oh, that's Dinner right. For, you know, and basically what he said it was was four people doing 69. Yeah. Now, I don't remember what the hell we were talking about. Yeah. But that was the answer. And I said, it's like, it, you, you started to say it was a sexual position. I said, it's kind of like the stuff where they get all and they become one giant marshmallowy mass. And she's right. I got a, I got a few people call me on that because they're right. It's a society. It's society. Not the stuff. The stuff is something. If I remember right, it's like people ate some kind of delicious dessert and then turned into zombies or some oh. shit. I can't I can't remember exactly. Oh. But uh anyways, thank you for that. I, I and I'm ashamed. I mean And thank you, Julie. <laughs> Hi, Sam and Mike. My Michelle's first time caller, long time listener. I think I've listened since Hellraiser episode. I was just doing last week's episode. I really enjoyed it. I liked I've seen all three of those movies. I spit on your grave, the descent. Well, actually, I guess what? I do not care you guys talk about your snatching balls at all. You better talk about more vaginas on there. Just get some more pussy on there. Anyway, uh, you guys are talking about Thriller with the whole porno clips. There are clips of porno. It makes no sense to be in there or not. But the whole rape and revenge thing kind of so I don't last off on the left. I enjoyed the remake and original. I don't know if you guys checked them out, but definitely check those out. But just say doing a great job enjoying the show whenever you guys put them out. Peace. Dude, uh, I, I, did, did she just say what I think she saw? Said? I, I, th- I thought we, I heard her say talk snatching about- balls. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go and say- juvenile, but just listen. All that, that's all you have to do to say, say to us to get a response. I have balls, so that must mean you have the snatch. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a well thought out. Uh, well thought response. out argument there. That is my response. You know what? You know what sucks is, and I and I hate that I've been so busy lately. But I did pick up the Last House on the Left, two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and it's I what, still haven't seen that. I I haven't seen it yet either. Oh, I and that's what I'm saying. I picked it up, but I'm just like trying to find the time to. And that's you know what the funny thing is is recently it's been like the only movies that I've been able to sit down and watch with and and give 100% attention to have been the ones that we do for the show. Oh yeah. But um it's funny cuz my wife she's like, "You know what? That sounds like an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should watch it together." And I'm like, "No." 
And I just based off the 19, well, I think it was 1972. Which was version. disturbing. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, if it's half that bad, my wife will kick me in the nuts yeah. for making her watch that. But, no, I, I am totally looking forward to that. Thanks for the voicemail. That's awesome. Yeah. Just in case anyone's uh, keeping track, that was our third female caller. Our third female caller? Third tonight. What? What? We don't offend and we're not misogynistic? So I don't somebody, know what's going somebody on. Somebody on iTunes said that. Oh, really? They, they, they're like, uh, if you can get through the misogynistic humor. And you know what? I don't think it's misogynistic. I don't even know all. what that means. Uh, <laughs> really? No, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means it's uh, kind of hateful towards women. Oh, really? Well, And the thing is, is I, I, I don't like to think of it as that. I like to think that we're just plain old lowbrow you know, uh, listen. This is this is PG compared to what goes on behind doors. But just because we're recording this, and so we're definitely. I mean, this is like, this is like a light compared to what really happens <laughs> when the microphones aren't on. Not here. I'm just saying when guys get together. Oh, oh, oh. When oh, guys oh, yes. get together, it's a lot worse than it, like a million times worse. And are you bragging? Is that something no, cool? Or I'm not all, part of that. We should I, all hey, be listen, striving for I, higher higher level. I take a step back and I refrain from participating in that type of talk because <laughs> I am not mis- <laughs> I am not misogynistic no, at all. No offense. Never mind. I've known you too damn long to get away with that one. <laughs> Hello, this message is for Sam from Cadaver Lab. This is. Juliet from Hoare University, and we were just calling to let you know that, according to our records, you are still a noob. Have a nice day. Bye. You know, what I think is ironic is that uh, she, he, she, I don't, probably both. Um, she, uh, she wished you a nice day after crushing your dreams. I know that makes me feel really bad. Actually, you know what? Screw you, because. I've had way too many people tell me that I am no longer a noob. Uh, you, you know what's funny though, and this is and this and this is sincere. I'm not just saying this. Yeah. That um, I think the more I get to know about, I think this is this works with everything. But the more you learn about a certain subject, the more you realize that's out there that you don't know. Well, I agree. And here's the thing. I mean, I am still. To, I I mean, I I've been watching horror movies forever, but I still. I still think that there is so much crap out there. You know, a lot of people give me so much shit for not watching like westerns or getting oh, yeah. into other types of movies. And you know what? First of all, I don't. I, I I mean, I agree. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm like the most well-rounded film fan in the world, but um, you know, and and I realize that I'm missing out on a lot. And you know, and I you know, I do kind of regret that. But the thing is, there's so much awesome horror out there. Well, and that's the thing. This we spending my time with. If you if and you, I get that buzz from it, yeah, as opposed that's to that's right. I mean. You know, there's only been a few non-horror movies that I've gotten like a real good buzz from. Like, for, remember the first time you walked out of the Matrix? Oh yeah, I remember thinking, "Wow!" Yeah, right. But you know, I but mean, those are very few. That you know, they don't come along very often. And so I think, so I, I would agree because you know, where I used to like a lot of different movies since I've been doing the podcast, I thoroughly look forward to the horror movies, yeah. and the other ones I can just skip. Well, and you have to watch the other ones every once in a while with your kids or with. Like uh, or with your wife or whatever, but she, but you know what? I don't know. I I don't claim to be anything I'm not, so I don't know. That's fine. Up and up mine? No, up everyone else's. <laughs> Why now? You soliciting some more uh, hate voicemails? Yes, I'm oh. misogynistic. I'm gonna misogynistic. <laughs> you, Mark you know what's funny? You know what's right funny now. is the person who said that didn't really call us misogynist. They said that some of the jokes were a little you know whatever, but she still gave us four stars. I assume it was a she. But uh, cool, anyways, that's cool. No, we appreciate it. You know, and and uh, I mean, I'm not. If you're gonna give us a review on iTunes, be I mean, be honest. Be honest I don't yeah, care. Right. I mean, 
I don't know. I I think that it's less shocking if people know what they're getting into. That's exactly they... <laughs> right. This is this podcast is not for everybody. No. Well, we're gonna have to really lighten it up, and we're gonna have to like uh, start talking like this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> welcome to the Cadaver Lab. It's uh, Dingo and the Baby. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. In the year 2010, heaven will burn. The dead will rise from the grave, and the only man who can stop them is a horror movie moderator turned podcaster. This summer, FUBAR, the motion picture. Hey guys, how's it going? It's FUBAR from Fangoria Forums once again. Calling in to tell you one last episode, chick episode, freaking awesome. The music was awesome. I'm like, you know, downloading them right now. Um, oh, crap, man. Just awesome freaking show. Awesome show. Um, but got to kind of shatter your dreams, much as I did a while back with the uh, Linnea Quigley in Return of the Living Dead uh, fake vagina story. Um, the chick from Ginger Snaps, who was also in Freddy vs. Jason, um, her nude scenes in uh, Freddy vs. Jason... That, sadly, was a body double. I'm sorry. Sorry. Gotta shatter your dreams, and, you know, that's, you know, what I do. I'm a horror movie moderator, so, eh. Anywho, just called to tell you guys that next year, my own podcast is coming out. Bury Me in a Nameless Grave podcast, and if you know what movie that's from, you freaking rule. And um, having a little bit of a contest in honor of the first episode, which is going to be a full-length commentary of the classic flick, Night of the Living Dead, feature-length commentary by me and a few other people. Um, going to be freaking awesome. This is a movie I love. I love it so much, I even have the logo for Night of the Living Dead tattooed on my fucking full skin. Oh, crap, I said fuck. Oh, I said it again. Damn it. Uh, censor that if you want to. Anywho, in honor of the um, first episode we're having contest, and the winner is going to get a uh, four, is it four or eight? Okay, a four gigabyte um, MP3 player. And the great thing about this MP3 player is it's going to be loaded with, first of all, the first episode of my podcast, and also episode my uh, personal selection of my favorite podcasts by the Cadaver Lab. Um, and a few other ones. I have yet to see who I can get um, endorsements from yet. I would love for you guys to endorse this contest. That would be really cool of you. And, you know, hey, it's like, you know, not going to cost you anything, so bite me. Um, so if you want to take part in this contest, uh, look up, look me up on uh, Facebook at um, Bear, FUBARS, Bury Me in a Nameless Grave podcast. Uh, the contest, I'm not going to give out the rules yet, but it's going to be really, really sweet. It's going to be kind of an Easter egg hunt. And what's, what it's going to be is um, I'm on Halloween night, at midnight, I'm going to hide a picture somewhere on the Fangoria forums of me on my first Halloween as a baby. There's going to be a picture hidden somewhere, and what you have to do is at, after midnight, you have to send me an email with the link to the picture, and if you find it, you win this MP3 player and a 
few other little surprises. Um, also, I'm looking for donations. If anybody out there wants to uh, donate to the podcast or if any other podcasts out there want to get some um, advertisements on the podcast, contact me. Now, like, I'll pretty much support anyone who's in the horror community as long as you're not a douche. And even some people who are douches, like uh, Mike and Sam. So uh, if you, if anyone in the podcasting community wants to donate anything uh, for the contest or to the podcast, um, like we'll take T-shirts, DVDs. They don't even have to be new. They can be used. Anything. Uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the first episode. So, yeah. Contact me on Facebook or contact me on Fangoria Forums. And... Uh, Stay creepy. You know what really bothers me? What? The fact that he just crushed all my dreams. Why? Because he called you a douche? Um, no. Oh. No. Oh. Um, because freaking Ginger, I think, is, like, pretty dang hot. Yeah. And she had a body double in Freddy vs. Jason. I did not know that. And he just came by and decided to just ruin my hopes and dreams. That sucks. That sucks. That well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Anyways, uh, as for the podcast, why are you why are you waiting till next year to do it, man? Yeah, it sounds like you got a freaking sweet contest yeah, coming up. I'm gonna steal it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, for one of our contests. Well, let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna enter so maybe I can get myself a, a free MP3 player. But I'll tell you what, if you need an endorsement, I'll definitely do it. We'll definitely do it. Yeah. You know, we're, this is a community where we're all nice and kind to each other. That's right. And it only takes one stupid mother effer to screw it all up. That's right. And uh, not that we've ever experienced anything like that, Mm-mm. ever. Mm-mm. Douche guest, 5K, part two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, too funny. Oh, and uh, one last thing. Uh, bury me in a nameless grave. Are you kidding me? You don't think I would know that one? What is it? Do you not know what no, it is? No, I don't know. Okay, well, you know how I came off all confident. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly if this is right, but you remember in House of a Thousand Corpses, by the way, which is one of my top five favorite movies of yeah. all time. Uh, you know when they are, they they take him out. They, you know they they have the kids. They take him out to the the well where they're gonna yeah. go put him down in the caves. Oh, and so that was playing on the radio. That's what's playing on that little tape recorder, uh, like yes. like in slow motion and all. Yes. I think I'm pretty sure. Huh. But. Um, I borrowed your pen, and I think I might have just broke it. You? <laughs> just kidding. But anyway, so let me know if that's right. Cool, man. But, I'm impressed uh, you, know, you just got that. I'm impressed you knew that. Well, yeah. Thanks, man. No, I, but cool. No, let us know. We'll we'll, uh, we'll keep tabs on it. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else to say besides uh, why the hell are you taking so long to get it going. Yeah, dude. That's all. <laughs> you don't need three months. We decided at lunch one day and then recorded that night. That was our first episode. I mean, no, we didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had to watch the movies. We had to watch the movies. two days. Anyways. <laughs> when I want my horror extra salty, where do I turn to? Oh, I turn to Sam and Mike from the Cadaver Lab with their salty horror episode featuring the Salt Lake City horror thing, which I can't attend because it's way too fucking expensive for me to get there. But, you know, I can hope for the best for it and say congratulations for giving lots of good reviews on that particular episode. I think it was 40 and making me laugh a whole lot. Oh, my God. I, I, seriously, you two, I think I must have, like, shed nearly a pound or two of sweat from my body just 
trying to hold back the laughter, getting too loud at work. They probably obviously think I'm insane anyways, but and I'm sure Sam probably thinks I'm insane too after the wonderful photographic evidence he's seen of Man of War. But you know, hey, Sam, honestly, if you experience just like a bit of maybe peener cover envy, then, you know, I don't blame you. I mean, apparently the legend is Man of War, they are rolling in groupies. What kind of groupies? Well, that's just for you to imagine. Now, as for your movie coverage, it's interesting that you brought up Grace. That's been talked about a lot on some other podcasts I've been listening to. Inwardly, I'm still debating as to whether to really buy it or not. I mean, the concept does sound interesting, but at the same time, kind of like I Twittered to someone last night. I don't really collect many, like, real, quote-unquote, heavy horror films. A lot of the horror films that I own are sort of ones that I can just turn on and just laugh in amusement over. I mean, that's not to say I don't like films that make me think or just sort of contain a really dark atmosphere, but it's got to be something super engaging for me to want it to be a buy. I might rent it and just see if where it takes me then. But I agree with your opinion exactly on Splinter. That was a really excellent movie. And that's really all I got to fucking say. I'm sorry. I'm not as entertaining as everybody else. I mean, I could try and throw in as many references to the show as possible. Oh, and by the way, Sam, come on. You've already made enemies with Kevin Bacon. Do you really want to take on an entire nation of Canada? Just remember, okay, when they march down, they got to march down through Michigan first. Or at least one of the ports of entry will be Michigan. So think about Oogie Bill and myself here. We're just two people fighting on an onslaught of other people. I mean, granted, Canadians are really nice in general terms, but come on, you know, you're asking a whole lot of us to. So anyways, Sam, Mike, both take it easy. Now talk to you again soon, all right? Take care. Bye, fellers. You know, I will not stand for such a broad generalization as Canadians are all nice. Yeah, come on, You know, we need to get to know them each individually and make our judgment based on that. You know, broad generalizations are just ignorant. Nothing. I, I was thinking of something so offensive that I'm not even going to say it. So say it and then maybe nope. say it and maybe we'll beep nope. it out. Just say it and we'll beep it out. I, I for for me. Listen. All yeah. right, and I put that on the same level as Canadians. Now we have to beep that out. No, that's all getting beeped. <laughs> you, you know what? Just when I think that you couldn't get any more offensive, you go and drop a bomb like that. <laughs> now, are you going to cut that or are you going to beep it? Uh, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. Because if you beep it, people are going to think I'm talking about specific classes or races. No, and you didn't. Well, <laughs> any, anyways. 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 Uh, no, um, as far as Grace is concerned, this is, I mean... This is a movie that, even though it is, it's t- it's tough and it's emotional and it's dark. I, mean, I just really liked it. Yeah. I mean, and in fact, I cannot wait to watch the um, the, the bonus features. And, and I'll tell you what: if uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia didn't start tonight, 
I would probably watch that after the podcast. But nice. since it's always sunny, have you seen? Oh my gosh, it's so. Hilarious. I've seen a couple of those. They're really fun. Oh, yeah. I laugh my ass off every time I watch one of those. Anyways, uh, no thanks for the call, Mikey. And by the way, again, metalmikey.podomatic.com. Got to support uh, the Metal Mikey. You know what you should do? Here, here's maybe something you want to do is um, buy up all the URLs and stuff like that for Metal Max. Yeah. And that way he'll never be able to, That's never right. be able to uh, take your the podcast. Oh, yeah. And you'll waste them. Just, just forward them all to your stuff, man. Oh, aren't we so evil so geniuses? <laughs> hey, Mike and Sam, this is Spooky Bill. Um, now, you guys know the show Fear Itself. On the 15th of September, the first season is coming out on DVD in a special collector's edition box shaped like a tombstone, and it's got a skeleton on it. Now, I'm looking at the picture right now of it, and at first glance, well, the first glance I thought of you guys, because the skeleton's sitting there, knees up, and uh, one arm around around his knees, it looks like. Well, the bottom half of the... The tombstone with the skeleton is cut off, so you see just above the, uh, just, oh, just, you know, maybe just below his his hips, and you don't see his feet or anything, but you see his femur coming up, and his one hand is on his femur, and it, well, honestly, it looks like a giant penis. Look this picture up, because it looks like this skeleton is jerking off. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I, I, you know, I, I see skeletons masturbating. I think, oh, cadaver lab. Who wouldn't? Bye. <laughs> oh, we, oh, that we just didn't looked it up. I was gonna make fun of you so bad for thinking, hey, there's an obscure little picture. Now I think of cadaver lab whacking it, but we just looked up the picture. <laughs> Would you say he had a a boner? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Wow. Hey, Mike and Sam, Spooky Bill here. I just started listening to your last episode, the Salty Horror episode. Um, actually, haven't really even gotten into your movies. Just uh comment on something you guys were talking about. Actually, the Coffin Joe trilogy. Uh, I just got the... Uh, the trilogy for actually it was a birthday present. It was pretty cool. It came in a little coffin and everything. But uh um yeah, Steven at JSMP, I don't know if you know who that guy is. Um okay, that sounded funny, you're in my head. Anyway, he did an excellent show on Jose Mo- Mojica Marins and um it was because of because of him that I I wanted to see these films. Um so far I've only watched the first one at midnight I'll take your soul. And it was really good. Um one thing that was I thought was really amazing the scene where Coffin Joe, where Zay, where he's yelling at the dead towards the end, and and the chandeliers swing in, and that was all done in one continuous shot, and it was all improvised. It was I think one of the best scenes of the films, one of the best scenes of that film. Um, it was I mean it was just it was great. He, <laughs> his acting was was excellent. You know, some of the extras their acting wasn't the greatest, but you can overlook that. Um, but yeah, definitely a great film. I can't wait to watch the other the other two. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Um, really enjoyed it. I don't know if you guys could uh, 
do any better than Stephen did, but uh, I'd love to hear you guys talk about it. Um, yeah, dude, dude's kind of creepy, though. Um, <laughs> and he's got these nasty long fingernails in real life now. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, I don't have anything else to say on that. I've got to finish mowing the lawn and uh, stuff. Bye. <laughs> Oh, no, man. you know, the thing is, is uh, Coffin Joe is, he, to try to explain a movie, a Coffin Joe movie to somebody, I don't think you can explain them and actually explain the movie, and then I don't think you can, there's any possible way that you can, for for someone who's never seen it or never heard of it or anything, and explain it, and, and then give them an explanation where they'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. I understand. Yeah, see, because you once have, you see it, it's just like, Because you guys have the? talked about it, and I still have no idea what they're about, which and, you don't need to try because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch them. Yeah, they're, they're, I really enjoy them. I will say, though, that uh, there are a couple of things that could really turn you off, but uh, get over it, yeah. I, you know. But uh, both JFMP and Dried Blood Podcast have both done really awesome shows on um, – Marines and uh, basically go check those out there. Yeah, I mean we could give a. I'll tell you. I mean, yeah, we we would give our. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't know if there's anybody else who who uh, who's done it out there. But I mean, I th- I think that even though a lot of podcasts we talk about the same things here and there, uh, the same. But I think it's all different. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, maybe one day we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, I I would. Uh, God, I wish I had that box set. I've just had to pick them up here and there and uh, whatnot. And it they're they're hard to explain. Hmm. It's, I mean, they're one of them. Uh, I, I mean, I don't condone any of this, but I bet you, if you were like high on shrooms, they would freak the shit out of you. Oh, really? I wouldn't know personally, but I'm just saying because it gets really wild at the end of the films. Anyways, did I mention that uh, I'm not condoning shrooms in any way? Yeah, you did say that once. That was a good uh, disclaimer. I've never done shrooms. Me I just either. assume, except for I'm a pizza. Delicious. <laughs> Hey guys, McPierce here. Hey, I got a question for you. In talking about Grace, so this movie looks really interesting to me. How would you compare Grace to the original It's Alive? Um, I guess the only thing, at least that I see, having not seen Grace yet, that they have in common is dead, murderous babies. But I'd be interested in hearing uh, your opinion. What do you think? Are they comparable, not comparable? or just barely related by the dead baby concept. All right, great show. Love it, man. Bye. Yeah, I think you. Uh, I think it is completely different. I, I saw It's Alive. Like I, I, didn't I haven't even, seen it in years. I didn't know that that's what I was watching. I was probably like eight or nine. <clears throat> that scared the shit really? out of me. It was bad. In fact, it scarred me so bad that when we started looking at uh, doing this podcast, I remember you know I went back to the most scary things that have ever happened to me in my life. And one of them was that movie. And I, really? tried to f- I had to type it in. I'm like, uh, dead baby, attack baby. And finally I figured out it was called It's Alive. But it, it, it's nothing no, like the, Grace. I think the main difference is, is that, had, it, it, and, golly, like I said, it's been a long time. But if I remember correctly, that baby went out and killed things. Yeah. This Grace was just all about survival. You know, mm-hmm. and, and basically, I don't, I mean, Grace wanted the same, needed the same things that a normal baby does. She, but the problem was she couldn't get it from uh, normal sources. Yeah. I don't, and if I remember, I don't think these are any, anything alike. Hey guys, um, this is Big Pierce again. I'm calling in uh, reference to Sam's claim that New Jersey is just another part of Canada. Now, excuse me. 
I'm from New Jersey as well. I'm originally from South Jersey. I don't know what part of New Jersey Vaughn is from. His accent definitely sounds like something from north, northwest Jersey, somewhere up in that area. But I definitely take issue with you saying that New Jersey is a part of Canada. New Jersey really does not get the respect it deserves. I'm sorry. You guys have got to show New Jersey a little more respect. I mean, no offense to Canada. Canada is a wonderful country with a lot of great things. I can't think of any of those things right now, but that's not the point. The point is New Jersey deserves respect for itself. We've given you a lot of great things. Jason Voorhees. Camp Crystal Lake was originally supposed to have been in New Jersey. Jersey Devil. The Sopranos. Subs. Well, not Wawa. But Subs in general. The Jersey Shore. You wouldn't have it without New Jersey. Come on. Show us a little bit of respect. Later. Nice. Listen, I will show New Jersey respect when they get in line behind everybody else to come to this country legally. (laughs) All right? So just do it the right way, McPierce. I guess you have because you left. So nice work. Nice. Hey, guys, this is McPierce again. I am not voicemail stalking you. I am voicemail harassing you, though. I've got a song to go with that whole gerbil joke that you guys just made on the show. I'll send it over to you. If you haven't heard it before, it's Stephen Lynch's song called Gerbil. Sam, you will fucking love it. It's a hysterical show. I'll send you the MP3. Actually, I'll put the MP3 up someplace for you guys to download it, and I'll email you the URL. Cool? You'll love it. Hey, play it on the show next week. It's a great song. It's really funny. Later. I bought a gerbil at the petting zoo If Richard Gere can do it, I can too I get undressed, I start to lube I stick the gerbil in the end of the tube Wondering just how he'll feel Will he like it better than his little wheel? Careful now, he's right beside me Gerbils on Easy Street. It's warm and cozy, and there's plenty to eat. The situation is beyond my control. Gotta find a way to get him out of his hole. I try crowbars, I try wires. I almost had him with a pair of pliers. I try cheese, but he's not biting. I wish this. This wasn't so
Hey there, Cadaver Lab. As you might have guessed, this is the Wolfman. And boy, have I got a film for you guys. Uh, it's called Zombie Lake. Now, I know that it, on IMDb it rates down below the 3.0 where you guys stop watching them. But really, this is another one of those underrated masterpieces of the Italian zombie flick genre. Kind of like Dead Girl, I suppose you might say. Uh, it has incredible production values, and by that I mean incredibly bad. And while the entire film makes absolutely no sense, you have to give it points for having underwater zombie Nazis, and for probably having a memory count that'll put you guys to shame, and maybe even make you come up with a few new ways of measuring it. You guys might want to take a look at it sometime. It's not that hard to find. I've seen it on Netflix. And it is just one of the goofiest flicks you'll ever come across. Well, hope you like it if you ever see it. If not, well, you're missing out on something that's really special. Well, this is the Wolfman. Have a good day. All right, so one day I went to Best Buy. And uh, sometimes I do. I walk around, and I have no, I have no like intention of buying a specific movie. But uh, I see this this DVD, a freaking awesome looking cover, and it was called Zombie Lake. Well, I brought it home, you know, paid my full price, like fifteen bucks, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, brought it home and watched it. And I swear to you, it, it, and it's been forever. But if I remember right, there was like a thirty minute naked swimming scene in the beginning wow and it seemed to go forever and then the zombies showed up and then you know this and that and uh you know i i don't think it's that bad hmm. if that's underneath the three or our threshold of uh 3.0 on the imdb maybe we should maybe we should rethink it for special cases yeah i think if it comes recommended okay <laughs> i better check that shit out oh by the way <laughs> My face hurts from laughing during that gerbil song. <laughs> we were going to try and go on without it, but my face hurts, too. I look like Jack Nicholson playing the Joker. My mouth just is in one position frozen in a smile. That I, is hilarious. I was just going to say, don't look so scared. But then I remembered that was from Wolf. Oh, that was awesome. Hey there, Mike and Sam. Steven here. And first off, I need to apologize. For the first time in nearly a year... I missed contributing something to the Cadaver Lab. 
uh, in your last episode. And I think it was a wise move on your part, uh, n- not announcing that in advance because, um, you know, the obvious, uh, detrimental effect it would have on your, uh, number of downloads, uh, your listeners knowing that there was n- no me involved. You have to excuse Abba. She's a little hyper tonight. Uh, but, but yeah, um, I do have a good excuse. See, some of us are working tirelessly around the clock, uh, on the douchebag podcasting networks, biggest fucking event ever. Uh, well, other people are busy fucking going to photo shoots with fucking models. Uh, yeah, we, we see how dedicated you are, Mike, you fucking dick. Anyway, Sam, you're fuck, you're so fucking cool by me. Anyway, um, I'm not going to comment on your last episode because uh, I started listening to it. And uh, after uh, about an hour not hearing my own voice, uh, I just kind of zoned out and lost interest. But let me go back to uh, Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps is one of my favorite fucking movies. I just love it. Not only is it a werewolf movie. First off, I can't believe no one made the connection between the menstrual cycle and uh, the cycle of the werewolf, uh, it seems like any married man would have made that fucking connection, you know, obvious connection, like, years ago. But the the thing I found so interesting about this, the werewolf movie to me was almost secondary. It was that... It was just such a brilliant fucking analogy of fucking puberty, especially when you got kids... I know, Mike, yours are younger than mine because you're younger than me. And uh, I think most of your wives probably are, too. I know you like them young. I think you, you know, 15, 16 years old when you start uh, recruiting them. But one of the things I, I saw when with my two stepsons, Corey and Robert, when Robert went from being, you know, Corey's best friend to being a fucking teenager... You know, you could just tell that this fucking change devastated uh, the younger Corey because, you know, he didn't have his best friend anymore. Uh, the changes that, you know, Robert went through, you know, that all, all of us fucking go through uh, and you leave these people that you fucking kind of care about behind and the effect that it has on them. It's just, it's just fucking brutal. And it, yeah, it's, it's part of life, but, and it's a tough fucking lesson, but you know, I I just remember, you know, Corey not having, you know, that brother to play with anymore, who was more interested in fucking girls than fucking, you know, going out and you know playing fucking touch football and shit. So I think that part of the movie is what really struck me. Uh, it was just fucking a great fucking analogy all the way around, you know, aside from the fact that it's a, it's a good werewolf movie, but as a coming of age story, I just thought it was absolutely fucking brilliant. Wow. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Now, um, the one where they go back in time, not so much a fan of, uh, the one where they because I cannot remember which one's two and which one's three off the top of my head because I'm fucking retarded. But uh, the the one where, I guess it's part two, where she's kind of like in the asylum and taking the serum and what have you. 
I thought that one was just actually a, a pretty fun werewolf movie, but it really didn't seem to fit in as, you know, you know, there weren't those multiple layers that there were in the first movie. So, you know, overall it took me two watchings, one to realize, okay, I'm not getting the second, the, the, uh, the depth that I'm getting with the first one. And secondly, you know, the second time around, just watching it as a fucking werewolf movie. And I really enjoyed it more the second time around. But anyway, I just uh, wanted, wanted to throw that out there at you. And uh, you guys have a great fucking show. And until next time, be cool, bitches. So, would it be safe to say that uh, Steven is a megalomaniac? I don't know what that means. Egomaniac? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? He is a great guy. You know what the thing is? I do feel bad because the douches have a huge thing that uh, it, that uh, we're planning for. We actually already moved it back a month because of all the crap that's been going on. And, uh, oh, I have been working on it. It's like, you know, you have X amount of hours for hobby time, you know, and mine are getting all sucked up. I hear you. You know. Well, with Ginger Snaps, I think that was a great point because I didn't look at it that way. I didn't. I mean, yeah, coming of age, kind of that way. I really didn't think about the menstrual cycle. Yeah, the here's cycle the, the here's the thing, though. And, and, and sorry to cut you off real quick, mm-hmm. but uh, I usually hate like teenage coming of age movies. <laughs> Just like you know, okay. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm in that area where I I don't really give a shit about about my. I can't remember my own. You know, it's, it's been a long time, and. Uh, and uh, it's uh, my like he said, my kids aren't old enough to to watch them go through it as well. So, and you're you're I mean you're you I mean we're the same age, we're mm-hmm. the, basically the same age kids. But um, t- but the thing is, is in, in Ginger Snaps for me, and I, I completely agree with you. This was a story of a relationship between two sisters, and it didn't. I guess it didn't hit as hard as home for me as it uh, as it did for you, Stephen. But let's put it this way: the only difference between this and some shitty John Hughes movie is the fact that. First of all, I cared about the two girls. I thought they were awesome. They were they seemed to me to be I mean and and I don't know, maybe I should maybe I don't even dare to say this, but freaking Breakfast Club, I hate Breakfast Club. I hated every person that was in there. I like I that show. Oh, well, I mean, listen, opinions are like assholes, okay? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I hear you. But the thing is is I I just could not get into their characters. And it's not that I don't I guess it's not that I don't really like coming of age movies as much as I there haven't been too many of those that are blatant coming of age movies that uh, have characters in them that are compelling to me you know and I think that that's the number my favorite thing about ginger snaps is the fact that um, I, I, I wouldn't say that I could identify with them necessarily but I will say that uh, I really made a some kind of a connection on some kind of level you know so it, it made the movie really enjoyable to me but I think it's a great point Anyways, that was kind of a downer because I know I feel guilty about the whole damn greatest event in podcasting <laughs> history. You know, I'll tell you what. At the end of at the end of October, I'm going to be done with salty horror for a while. I'm going to kick ass on that. Anyways, it's going to be too late because we're going to start pumping stuff out. And, and by the way, why are you so cool, Sam? He hasn't done anything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Anyways, uh, so that's all we got for voicemails today. Um... Those were freaking awesome. Yeah, that you know was what? good times. And the, you know, the, the, every once in a while, we'll get criticized because we we have a lot of voicemails and we'll go over them That's and whatnot. The, yeah. But the thing is, is that I think it really helps warm us up. You know, it, it gets me 
excited to do the show. Well, it so does yeah. because I, you know, it it's nice that there's people that, that are listening and they have opinions about that stuff. Right. So I think it's great. Anyways, appreciate it. Call us. Uh, send us an MP3. Uh, let's take a break and enjoy this Megadeth tune, and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> What's up, losers? This is Ferguson. I'm here to tell you about Cadavatrex. Buttheads, we're all going to watch the same movie and record our voices watching the movie by yourself or with someone else. You know, if you're a wussy, and send it to Ferguson at cadaverlab.com. Dot com. It can be funny, it can be serious, whatever you want to do, loser. And then we'll make one file out of all of your stupid voices. <laughs> and you guys can listen to it. <laughs> and watch the movie with the new Cadaver Tracks movie. You have until September 30th to send your fi- audio file in. The movie we're going to watch is the terrifying horror classic by master filmmaker Yui Bull, House of the Dead. This is going to be the coolest thing ever, where everybody gets to participate, no matter how stupid you are, for all of the rules and the requirements. And if you need help, Go to the Cadaver Labs forums under Cadaver Tracks. I'm going to eat your brain. I'm thinking about knocking you out and taking a dump on your face right now. Right, so I'm here with uh, with Jake, and I, I I've got to ask him a few questions for the surveys we're going to be doing. Uh, Jake, if you could have any sexual slave, <laughs> any sex slave in the world, who would it be? Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba, that's a good one. Um, if you had to hide a body somewhere, where would you hide a body? Uh, well, it depends on what kind of tools I had. Would I have power machines and everything, or just kind of on the fly? Whatever you want. If it was on the fly, I'd go up in the Uintas up by Mirror Lake. I went on a hike up there the other day. They'd never find it. You go 100 yards off the road, you bury that. If I had all kinds of tools, I'd, I don't know, I'd probably in some, like, foundation of a house. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have you ever had an erection that lasted more than four hours? You t- no, but I wish I did. <laughs> and the last question is, do you wash your balls? Daily, yes. <laughs> How do you get them out of that little sack? Uh. <laughs> all right. See you later. All right, so I'm here with Jack, and I'm going to ask him a few questions that he's just going to answer honestly for our survey. First of all, Jack, if you could have a sexual slave in your basement, 
anybody in the world, who would it be? Hmm. Um, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. That's a really good choice. All right. If you had to hide a dead body somewhere, where would you hide it? In my attic. Why in your attic? Just tell you get rid of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you ever had an erection that lasted for more than four hours? Not that I didn't call the doctor for. I, whenever that happens to me, I call all my friends and brag about it. Okay, and the last question is, do you wash your balls? <laughs> On occasion. How do you get them out of that little sack? Uh, <laughs> all right that's good enough all right thanks jack so uh i think that uh with a second guy named jack yeah i think that he needs to, to work out his dead body plan <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get caught dude you're gonna get caught I love oh it. that's that's freaking great but uh uh it's, you know what that was a true to form man on the street that, that was. was awesome i gotta get back to that i just I, I haven't been carrying the thing around so i decided to carry it around and i got some <laughs> Oh, man. The good old, how do you get him out of that little pouch? <laughs> little sack joke. Awesome. Oh, man. That, that, that's a, that's a I'm going to do a man on the street next week. The yep. people are going to owe me because they can make money on it. Why? We'll do it next week. Okay. So, ooh. You, you already know about it because I did it to you last time. <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm going to do it on the recorder and make money, and you guys will owe me because you'll make nice. money every time. Nice. All right, so uh, why don't you explain a little bit of what... We haven't even mentioned what today's show is going to be about. Why don't you go ahead and, and enlighten us? So we decided to do some movies, kind of, you know, more lighthearted, fun-type subject. Um, and so we decided to do When the Shit Hits the Fan. Now, what that means is that you've got these movies with these plots that kind of go along, and there's events that happen that are unleashed, whatever you want to say, that then all of a sudden makes the shit hit the fan. Now, a lot of horror movies fall into this, but, you know, some of them don't, where it's just like, you know, you've got a, a slasher killing everybody at the same time. But what happens is you've got these events that take place in all these movies that that, that make these things happen. You know so. what's so funny is when, when I was trying to come up with movies to do, I was actually talking to Vaughn and Steven um, over Skype, and I, I could not, I couldn't think of very many. I was having a hard time. But as we started, as I started watching this, man, I thought of a million. Oh yeah. But uh, to, to, to be honest with you, I am so glad that we picked the three movies oh, that we yeah. picked because I I thoroughly enjoyed every single one of these movies, and mm-hmm. uh, one of them I had never seen, and I am so damn glad I've seen it. In fact, uh, let's just get into it. Uh, the first movie that and I've, I had never seen before is called Evil Speak. Everyone's known a boy like Stanley Coopersmith. Evil Speak. He's the kid. Everyone used to pick on him. Screwed up for the last time, Cooper Dick. You see, everyone felt Stanley was a joke. <laughs> An outcast with no one to turn to. You guys broke my catapult. You're going to pay for that. No one except man's most advanced machine. Stanley used the power of man to call on the powers of evil. I, Stanley Cooper Smith, command you! Oh my god. And all hell broke loose. Imbue these creatures with your strength and force. 
Let them avenge me. that little kid you used to pick on well he's a big boy now it came out in 1981 it was directed by Eric Weston and uh, was written by Joseph Garofalo and Eric Weston uh, IMDb gave it a 4.8 how do, you, how do you think that stands up? I think that it should have got more than that, than a 4.8. Well, here's the deal. I enjoyed it a lot more than a 4.8, I will say that. Yeah. But on the other hand, there were there were a lot of things that uh, in this movie that I could see somebody getting turned off for. For instance, uh, well, I will get into it, like yeah. the computer graphics and stuff, kind yeah. of more cheesy and whatnot. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's if I had so much fun while I was watching this yeah. that I just overlooked most of those things because it was just so damn fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, the budget was a million. It starred Ferguson Scott. We've been talking about Ferguson a lot this episode. He's got a lot going on. Uh, Ferguson's favorite, uh, Clint Howard as Stanley Coopersmith. R.G. Armstrong as Sarge. Joseph Cortezzi as Reverend Jameson. Claude Earl Jones as Coach. Haywood Nelson as Kowalski. Don Stark as Bubba. And uh, Charles Tyner is Colonel Kincaid. By the way, did you know who Bubba is? I recognize the name Don Stark, but who is that? I, I watched that whole movie thinking, who in the hell is this guy? It's the, it's the, it's the redhead's dad on that 70s show. No, that's not. That is him. I, I had to look it up because I could not... I mean, he looks so much different. Oh, my different. gosh, that's right. But, he, but I could... I, wow. I recognized him the whole time. I kept thinking... It was just killing me, but anyways, I finally looked it up. Uh, Let's see. The clumsy military cadet Stanley Coopersmith is is an orphan and completely outcast in the Western Andover Academy. He is frequently abused and humiliated by four despicable mates um, and and gets bad treatment from his teachers, the coach, the colonel, and even from the local reverend. When Coopersmith finds a book of black mass uh, belonging to the evil medieval father Esteban, he uses a computer to conjure Satan and uh, gain revenge on his harassers. What'd you think? I thought this was this was a good show. You know, there were there were times where it was kind of long in between, where you're waiting for something. And in particular, once he starts to figure out what he needs to do, and he has to gather all the ingredients, right. it took a long damn time to get uh-huh. to the blood that he needed. But the 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 rest of like the movie from start to finish, I really like Clint Howard. He was great. You know in what's this. funny in this is I think this is the only movie that I've seen it in, him in. Except for maybe bit parts here and there in like Ron Howard movies or well, something. Yeah. Some crap. But um, this is the really the. Now I know that there's maybe more out there, but mm-hmm. he, most of the movies I pl- I see him in, he plays it as some cheesy, you know, dorky guy. But he's he only pl- in it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but he played this pretty straight. He I did. mean, for him, he tried to play this straight. Yeah, I thought it was. Great. I thought it was really good. I thought the story was was good. I think it started out really well too. I liked how this and Wishmaster. Both started out because I watched Wishmaster first, and I watched this. Uh-huh. Started out with like this backstory back, oh yeah, back you know in in earlier times, and they really went all out to set that up. You know, and I had heard I had heard of this movie, and it, basically somebody told me it was 
uh, oh yeah, it's this kid that like conjures Satan through his computer and blah blah. So when I started watching this, I was wondering if I was watching the right movie oh, yeah. because it's like here you have in the very beginning. Um, this scene where Father Esteban and his followers are being cast out by... Which is Richard Mole. Is that Richard Mole? Yeah, it looks just like it him. Is. I it didn't is. know if that was yeah, him or not. Yeah, did, it is. Did I, did I, I looked it up because I'm like, that has got to be Bull from Night Court. Bull, okay. But he, they're, they're being cast out by, I guess, the local uh, church, something, you know, whatever. And then they do this awesome satanic uh, ritual with some uh, with a hot lady. Yeah. She was geez. pretty. She but uh, well. <laughs> but uh, so basically, and then they get banished and whatever. But uh, you know, then we obviously the the story starts back up at uh, this West Andover Academy or whatever it is. But yeah, the whole backstory was awesome, and mm-hmm. I have to admit that I am a sucker for like satanic yeah movies, right? And as I was reading through some of the trivia on IMDb, first of all, did you know this was a video nasty? No. Yeah. How about that? Really? Because it, uh, glory, let's see, it says, uh, because of its gory climax and themes of Satanism. Oh. In fact, Anton LaVey, uh, High Priest Church of Satan, was a huge fan of the film, apparently. And uh, I guess written in his, uh, uh, what was it, uh, The Secret Life of a Satanist, it's his biography. He really commends it. I don't know. I haven't. Wow. I haven't read it. But, you know, the thing is, yeah, this was satanic, I guess, but it didn't seem to me... To be like overly, overly satanic. I, I don't know. I mean, no more than the rest. I don't know. I I wonder. Listen, if... the computer typing itself. The, the messages were not overly evil. Well, I mean, mean they're they're fairly typical. Okay, so this I guess you could call a satanic coming of age story for <laughs> sat- for for freaking Stanley Cooper Smith. And you know what the thing is is, I mean, I don't want to get too like sappy here, but he he was a great choice for this role. I mean, I believe that freaking people would. Pick yeah. on Clint Howard. And, yeah. You know, and the thing is, he, I mean, he, the, the non-athletic one, and his parents have died, and they make, and, and his, the kids make fun of uh, him being an orphan. Is that okay? Do, do, sure. Does that really happen? Yeah. Do people make fun of other kids because sure. their parents are dead? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Little kids, they <clears throat> got them, and the other people don't. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying it's no, something. No, I didn't know that people were like, oh, yeah, you're an orphan. <laughs> well, I don't think at that age you'd be doing that. But little kids, if you've got something that someone else doesn't, of course you're going to make fun of them. I'm I've a- got parents you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, well, and, and the sad thing is, is, so here's this kid all alone at this boarding school, you know, getting picked on. He sucks at sports. You know, he doesn't really fit in anywhere. And not only does he do his, uh, you know, his peers pick on him, but his, the freaking teachers are dicks to him. Yeah, you know, and whatever. And well, it's military so, so, school. But uh, well, I mean, that's. I mean, I don't know what military school is like. Yeah, obviously, but, but, but they, they bitches. Yeah, well, that they they picked on him, but nobody else. And I remember there was one scene in particular where he's in like the dean's office or whatever. And the dean makes him assume the position, and he's like, "Well," and so he whips him and stuff like that. But he was talking to him before, and you just you're you're seeing Clint Howard facing the camera while this guy's walking behind him, and Clint's crying, and I really felt bad for him. At that I point. know, huh? Keeps, that's why he, I'm saying that's at that a, point I'm like you know what Clint is doing a great job in this because I I really believe that he is he's sad. I and the thing is is it's it was shocking to me because I have never seen Clint Howard be anything but the crazy bright eyed like you know like yeah. on Seinfeld he, he's like a, an escaped convict it's just kind of wild and right. crazy and I you know you don't see I don't see him in anything uh, haven't seen anything besides that for a long time. 
So anyways, basically what happens is uh, for some kind of a punishment, he is told that he needs to go down and clean out a cellar. I guess cellar is a good word for it. So he's cleaning it out and uh, basically comes onto a, a, what was it, a bricked up room where a lot of the trappings, I guess, of this Father Esteban were hidden. Mm -hmm. And uh, even in the, the, for instance, there was a a scene where one of the main military guys was giving a a tour around the school, and they talked about, you know, how, what happened with Father Esteban and and all that stuff that happened around here. You know, and, you know, just to kind of give us a a heads up with that, uh, just to give everybody a little bit more of a background on that. But so he finds this room where there's just all sorts of cool stuff, like five billion candles, first of all. And then uh, a couple of, like, really ancient and apparently very evil books. Yeah. So, you know, he takes those books. He, he kids, The kid's pissed off. The kid, you know, whatever he starts reading. He actually can't read it because it's all in Latin. So what he does is he inputs it all into his computer to just to do all the of the uh, translation. Anyway, so he finds out that this is basically a satanic book. And, uh, you know, so he starts kind of getting into it, starting to do a little bit of research. Let's see. In fact, um, the book, I, I, I don't know exactly what the book was. I assume it was some kind of a, I don't, I don't I mean, I don't know if it was like a satanic Bible or what exactly. But, I mean, it, it was obvious that it was an evil book. Uh, for instance, there was one, uh, the scene you were talking about where he had to assume the position. He takes it into the, the secretary. The secretary or no, it leaves his book there on accident. The secretary starts trying to peel the seal off of the book, which looked you know, kind of uh, valuable. And it riled up some freaking pigs yeah, and all sorts of other stuff, which, by the way, took their vengeance on her. Which was sweet. Which was, uh, why was it or sweet? Or say, sweet! I'm so stupid. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Um, so, basically, the movie, it kind of moves on. I mean, there's a lot of great parts. In, it. in fact, a couple of things about this movie. It is definitely an 80s, it has the 80s vibe. It has the 80s um, you know, maybe over the top, a little cheesiness and, you know, some of the, the interactions between the boys are a little stupid. For instance, uh, w- one time they're picking on, they're picking on Cooper Smith, four guys, and there's just kind of one chubby guy and, you know, he's standing there being all tough and not letting, uh, Stanley's only friend come help him. And he just like kind of pretends to push him and just to get, you know, it's kind of, these are, I mean, you have to, you have to overlook it. Um, you know, not the best acting, but you know, I mean. I don't know, easy for me to overlook. Mm-hmm. As far as, I, I'm like I said, I've never seen this movie, but it does, there's some nostalgia for that style, mm-hmm. I think. Maybe mm-hmm. a little over the top, um, but um, definitely, I don't, I, I don't want to say it's like one of the classics, but it reminds me of that same, almost like a golden age, yeah. you know, in this, in the, with the themes, and and uh, you know the cinematography, the way you know the way it's done, uh, some of the cheesy, the hairstyles, the styles back then. You know, mm-hmm. I just love movies from this era. Yeah, and and the payoff, I think, you know, because this movie builds up and it builds up, and there's you know there's some violence, and you, you know you, you know there's some things coming, but it pays off. And, oh yeah, uh, and I think it does it in a very great in a in a really good way. Um, 
you know, the way that the, there's some deaths and, you know, it kind of ends a little silly, the very, very end. <laughs> but, you know, for the most part, I really enjoyed the last 10 minutes immensely. But I enjoyed the journey all the way up to right. it. You know, like you said, there's some things to overlook. He's reading this chant and, you know, I'm reading it on the computer and then listening to him say it and he's missing words. He's he's saying the wrong words. He's saying oh, really? like thyself instead of yourself. Uh-huh. And I just, you know, it's just stupid stuff that I noticed. But, you know, it just was, I don't know, I, I thought it was a, a very well... The thing that I liked about these movies were they were all original. Yeah. You I know, mean, this is something where I haven't seen Satan conjured up in a computer and you have this backstory of this satanic cult and I, stuff I like don't that necessarily and... think that's a completely unique idea, but let's put it this way. It, I mean, obviously, the, in the postmodern age, nothing is completely unique, but the way they did this and to have uh, Clint is the, uh, you know, the, the main guy in here, the way they, they set it up and they did it, it really was unique. Basically, some of the scenes that he was in, uh, really, and again, it, it it was so shocking. It was almost a shock to see the uh, the difference between this movie and him and other movies. For instance, uh, he go, you know he finds this little haven and he, he kind of creates. You know, we we talked about the the room that he found has swords in it and has books in it and whatnot, all sorts of stuff. It kind of becomes his haven where he hangs mm-hmm. out because basically he he doesn't fit in anywhere else. So uh, he goes down there and I mean they have him. Like doing almost a seance, you know, and and uh, I I was just shocked that I didn't feel like laughing my ass off every time he opened his mouth to talk. Yeah, because that's what I'm used to doing. Right. You know, I I mean it's it's that it was actually kind of uh, refreshing to see him in this uh, role, even though mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, this is thirty years old almost. Yeah. You know. Yep. Nineteen eighty two. One. Oh, Yep. Anyway, as far as um, the gore goes, there's a few good. I mean, there's a few good spots of it. There was uh, one guy who's trying to bust him. Uh, gets his head twisted backwards in, in more or less of a shocking thing. Yeah. You know, it kind of caught me off guard. There's also some uh, head decapitation. Uh, in essence, what what happens, you know, and not to give too much away, but he he, um, he goes down to this uh, to his cellar, to his uh, little room, and uh, he's trying to conjure... I guess I don't know if he exactly is trying to conjure Satan or Father Esteban yeah. to come and so he can have his revenge on those that have been, uh, you know, doing him wrong. Basically, he does everything he thinks he needs to do, and then the computer starts asking for human blood and whatnot. And uh, like I said, not to give too much away, but uh, I the, the finale of this I. I don't know. I freaking thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I, You know, the, the thing about it is I kept waiting. I'm like, what is it going to be that's going to push him over the edge? There's some really shitty things happening. Oh, yeah. There. And what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And then it happens, and, you know, everything falls into place for just exacted revenge on these freaking idiots. Yeah. What would you say that the moment was where the shit hit the fan? When they when they killed the dog. Oh, Okay. Okay, well, yeah, basically he gets a little pet from a shirtless cook yeah, nice. only wearing an apron. <clears throat> and was he was so a weird. big beast of a dude, too. It's I don't know. I, gu- I guarantee there's a lot of arm hair in their food. Oh, freak, yeah. Um, I, I, would say, I would say, yeah, that, I mean, that, that kind of did it. Uh-huh. I, I will say that he started to get all wide-eyed and cr- a little bit crazy when uh, the, the, the priest well, – no, 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 it wasn't the priest. It was his teacher came down. He killed yeah. him using magic. Yeah. He drained his blood, and then he drank the blood. That's a good point. You know what this movie really reminds me of? And this would have been a perfect 
um, shit hits the fan movie. In fact, uh, the shit hitting the fan in this in the movie I'm about to mention is a, li- a lot more concise mm-hmm. uh, with Carrie. Oh yeah, because I mean here here is except for I mean in, in Carrie's at least there were some people trying to be nice to her, mm-hmm. but basically I mean it's the same story. Yeah. All these kids pick on her, pick on her. They're gonna laugh at you. No, they're all gonna laugh at you. Oh, Anyways, man. so finally there's one moment where they dump the pig's blood pig's blood on her. And uh, that, that, I mean, that's she snaps and the shit hits fast. Yep. But I would really equate that uh, care, uh, evil speak to to Carrie. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yep. I mean, Carrie came out. I can't remember, but it, it came out before Evil Speak did. But like I said, it may not be completely original, but it it was presented in a way that it didn't seem to be hacking off any other kind of movies yep. or anything like that. Uh, I do have to give this movie props for pig mutilations. There's a lot of pigs eating people's yep. guts, yep. Um, which I always find excellent, and uh, especially when they happen to be running into a really hot naked lady's house. That was solid. <laughs> you know, it's funny. She didn't even look that good until she got in the shower. Is yeah, I just, know. Is that just me? Yeah, well, when she was, for some reason, the fire's going, and she decides to undress in front of the fire. Yeah, what's up with that, by the way? I wonder if all hot ladies do I that. I think they do. I think that's just code. I think you know what. Let's ask Julie. Julie, let do us you, know if that's what you do. Do you sensually strip in front of the roaring fire before you bathe? Yes, yes. I started to do that too, but I've got such a hairy <laughs> chest and back that it became a fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. anyways, um, I, I don't really know what else to say about this. I don't want to give anything more away. It's a lot more. The story's not that complex, but there's a lot of di- little different mm-hmm. nuances and subtle mm-hmm. things going on. And I think you'll enjoy. I think you'll enjoy the characters and you'll enjoy the characters acting were great. going along. And I did. I you did have to overlook the stupid computer graphics, which at that point were probably fantastic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. Right. Eighty-one. I was too young, even if I saw it back then, to to tell you if they were right. if they were. Awesome. I think about Tron. If you've seen Tron, I mean, it's the same. I think Tron blows this away. Well, to be honest yeah, with you, maybe it does. but uh, I I don't know. I mean, some of the computer graphics. And they were a little cheesy, like it started like flashing the name Esteban, Esteban, yeah, and then it right. did, it, you know. But you know what? Overlook that. This is definitely an entertaining movie. Um, I, I mean, I'd give it a, ooh, I'd give it a. I would say for those of you who don't have that nostalgia feeling, definitely rent it. But I promise you, you'll end up buying it. I freaking really like this movie. I don't give it as high of a buy, uh, it, you know, as I did to. Uh, like Grace or um, Dead Girl. Did we give Dead Girl a bone mm. saw or did we give it a, a buy? I'm not, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I don't think it matches those. I think it's a completely different movie. I mean, it, it, it's it's fun. It's exciting. It's it's entertaining. It has, it has very little in common with a really serious, heavy movie. But I'd give this, I would, personally, I would give this a buy. I, I, I would buy this too. Absolutely. I think that, you know, the acting is great in it and you've got this, Really good storyline, and it pays off. So I would give it a high buy. I would give it a high really buy. Really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. All right. So I have a mammary count of 10. Mm-hmm. And what did I learn? I forgot how freaking sweet roller rinks are, dude. <laughs> when they went in there, he had to. He was all pissed at his buddies. Uh-huh. And he was so pissed that he went and actually rented skates <laughs> to go out on there to call them dickheads. And then he stormed off with his skates on. Like, he didn't just go fight. He saw him there and went and got his skates on. I know, so that was pretty solid. <laughs> Military school kitchens don't require cooks to wear shirts. Oh, we my saw that. gosh. And hungry pigs are very scary. Delicious. 
And I have a who else said that. What's but, with you dry humping me? And that was actually uh, you talking to Fubar. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> What's he dry? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I have one. I, I, I just oh sweet. Oh, I just thought of one thing because, especially because of the, if you think back to the history of who else said that. Uh, this one might make, make a little bit more sense, and I only write this down because of its significance in the early Cadaver Lab episodes. Uh, ever cast a spell before, Bubba? Or is this your first time? Something to do with Bill Clinton, and uh, you know, I, I was I was actually hoping that you. Dang would... it! That's a, that is a good one. I forgot that they call him Bubba. <laughs> anyway. All right, so uh, and then, uh, so ahead. then I have six degrees. Okay, we always have to do that. I can't, Clint I... Howard was in Halloween with Danny Trejo, who's in From Dust Till Dawn Two with Bruce Campbell. Boom! There you I go. did two movies through From Dust Till Dawn Two. I'm getting lazy with that Danny you Trejo. Did? Oh, because dude is Danny in Trejo. everything. He is in everything. <laughs> he is. Anyway, when I was little, my father was famous. He was the greatest samurai in the empire. Hi, this is Coffin John, host of the premier cult film webcast, V-Cinema, located at www.livestream.com forward slash varied celluloid. Join our live broadcast on the last Sunday of every month for movie reviews, music, contests, trailers, a full-length movie, and more. Our next show will feature Shogun Assassin, so check us out on Sunday, September 27th, at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Again, we are located at www.livestream.com forward slash varied celluloid. Also join vCinema on Twitter and Facebook for show information, freebies, and exclusive secret announcements. And if you haven't had your fill of cult film talk, check out our sponsor site, variedcelluloid.net, for news, reviews, discussion, and more.
All right, we are back. And uh, our next shit hitting the... You know what? This movie actually said the phrase, this is where the shit hits the fan. Oh, it did? Yes. When did they say that? When, uh, well, let's explain it and then we'll talk a little bit about it. I actually wrote down exactly when it says that. Um, This movie that we're going to be talking about is Wishmaster. Watch that crate! That's very expensive! For centuries, he has remained hidden. Watching. Waiting. You. And now, he is coming. He knows your secret hopes. He sees your private dreams. And he can grant your every desire. Well, I'm not a (laughs) greedy man. How about a million dollars? I remember a certain potentate whose last party was talked about for centuries. God, how I'd love to host a party like that. I wish to be beautiful forever. Even if it kills you. As you wish. From 1997, uh, the director is Robert Kurtzman. Uh, did you know that the Robert that Robert Kurtzman is the K in K and B effects? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh. He he also directed a couple of other films. Uh, one also had uh, Andrew Devoff in it called The Rage. It's it's it came out maybe in the last one or two years, hmm. which is really I actually really enjoyed that. I I love Andrew Devoff. He hasn't been in a crap load of movies, but. Every movie he's in, I seem to really like him. Hmm. Uh, Peter Atkins wrote it, and uh, Peter Atkins is the same guy who wrote the screenplay for Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. And, and he, he was actually involved in a lot of, other, of, of the other Hellraiser movies. Um, executive producer was Wes Craven. IMDb gave it a 5.2. Uh, so, you know, kind of a little bit higher than Evil Speak. I got a soft spot in my in my gut again for this one. I, yeah, I like this. Uh, budget five million, gross fifteen point seven domestically. Starring Tammy Lauren as a- Alexandra Amberson. Does she look like? Oh my gosh, I just spaced her name. The lady who who played John Connor's mom in the original and and second. Uh, did she kind of look like her? Just in the maybe, phasing? maybe a little. I kept thinking she was familiar, and I kept thinking that she looked like uh, yeah, Sarah maybe Connors, a little. But, but anyways, uh, Andrew Devoff played the Jin and Nathaniel Demarest. Robert England played uh, played Raymond Beaumont. Chris Lemon played Nick Merritt. Wendy Benson Landis played Shannon Anderson. Uh, Tony Crane played Josh Aikman. Uh, Kane Hodder played a guard. And uh, probably we usually don't talk about guards a lot, but come on, it's Kane Hodder. Yeah. Tony Todd played um, Johnny Valentine, who also only was was not. There were some more cameos, cameo. of some yeah. famous people. And uh, Rico Ross played Lieutenant Nathanielson. 
Let's see. Oh, and, and one last thing. George Buck Flower played uh, Homeless Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I love that guy. <clears throat> plays like the perfect homeless he man. He does. He plays like a drunk or a homeless man in a shitload of movies. I think he started out in Mayberry with on the. Uh, Real? Are Andy you Griffith kidding show? me? Because no. if not, I believe it. No, I think so. Because what was he was in? Uh, he was in They Live. He was in uh, The Town of Dreaded Sundown that we just barely watched. Oh, yeah. He was in, I think, no, that was a different guy. But anyways, he's always seemed, oh, and you know who else was in this? Reggie Bannister from uh, Phantasm, the, the guy with the, he remember the story? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And also, one last thing, Angus Scrim, the tall man, yeah. uh, did the uh, intro, j- just the intro narration. Oh, cool. In fact, uh, I'm going to give you a synopsis, but then I should read the, the intro uh, narration because it's pretty cool. Uh, synopsis, in the beginning of times, God created life into the universe. Light gave birth to angels, earth to men, and fire to jinn. Creatures can... Wow, this guy knows what he's talking about because I didn't get that deep in the movie. I think that's what, uh, I think that's what the, the, the words were at the first. Uh, well, we'll see because I'm going to read them both. Nice. I think you're full of shit. I'm <laughs> just teasing uh, cre- uh, the jinn, which were creatures condemned to dwell in the void between the worlds. One who wakes the jinn shall be given three wishes. Upon granting the third, an unholy legion of jinns are freed through a doorway between the worlds upon the earth. In 1127 AD in Persia, a sorcerer lures and traps a powerful jinn in the stone of a secret fire. In the present days, a drunken crane operator drops the valuable st- <clears throat> excuse me, statue of Ahura Mazda over... <laughs> the assistant Raymond Beaumont on the harbor. By the way, that was Ted Raimi. Yes, another, it was. another uh, more or less cameo. I bet it was easy to get uh, uh, yeah. six degrees. On it was this. very easy. <laughs> uh, Alexander Amberson, who works in an auction house, receives a stone for evaluation and, accident- and accidentally awakens the gin. Uh, the evil creatures released later charges the stone with, pe- with people's souls and feeds upon with their fears while crashing. My gosh, while chasing. Alexandra to force her to make three wishes and unleash the demoniac friends upon the earth. Uh, here's what uh, Angus Scrim had to say. Uh, Once in a, in a time before time, God breathed life into the universe, and in the light he gave birth to angels, and the earth gave birth to man. And You're right. It did it's say exactly that exactly. Thing. And the fire gave birth to the jinn, creatures condemned to dwell in a void between the worlds. What, God, this guy, I'm an idiot. I guess it was, I mean, <laughs> it was saying all the same stuff. Anyway, okay, well, let's first talk a little bit about uh, a couple of fun facts about this. Shocking to me, uh, apparently, in, in I saw this. I didn't see it in the theaters, but I did see it when it came to video. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I don't even know if it went to theaters or not, really. I assume it did. Mm. But uh, basically, apparently it was just panned. People did not like this movie. Oh, really? And uh, it, it says here that uh, it got a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, critics gave critics of the film gave it about an average of three point four out of ten. Yeah. But when I saw it, even for the first time, I freaking thought this movie was great. Now, was it was it total? Was it a bone saw? No, it wasn't a bone saw. Right. But and there were a few like pretty pretty uh, major flaws in this one. Uh, but. As far as having fun and watching a kick-ass horror movie, that this fit it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing I want to I want to mention is that, uh, and and this is, should come as no surprise, but the practical effects in this film 
were outstanding. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talked about how in 1127 in Persia, uh, the king, you know, was making his wishes and whatever. He he makes a wish to say something like, um, show me wonders and uh, astonish me or, you know, some crap like that. And basically what the jinn does is just start wreaking havoc in anybody in his palace. I mean, we have people getting shit going through their eyes. We got a guy who... Uh, Whose skeleton decides that, was that he awesome. that was it was totally awesome. Basically, he decides to uh, his skeleton wants out. I mean, it's trapped in the body. Oh, it was great. It comes out and his guts fall out of his rib cage and everything like that. You know, that whole scene was mm-hmm. excellent. I mean, and the funny thing is, is since it you could tell that they were excited to do that scene because since there was like no specific call for like yeah we, we need this monster and this monster and we need this. this. No, it was basically astonish me. So they yeah, right. they made a snake guy and they you know they did all this other sorts of crap and they, they had people getting their heads chopped off and all sorts of just awesome. What a way to begin a film! By That's, the way, I loved it. I, you I know, loved how that started out. I I remember the first time watching that just laughing because yeah. it was so awesome. Right. Finally, you know you have the uh, the the palace sorcerer going in and there's the djinn hunkered over the. Uh, the king and they're they're discussing it and the, the jinn's trying to talk this king into to making his third wish. Basically, the sorcerer comes in and uh, you know traps the the jinn inside it and they stick it in the middle of this uh, awesome statue. Actually, a pretty a pretty decent uh, yeah. Better than putting it in your attic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. But uh, so so what do you think? I thought it was really good. I didn't know how this movie was going to go. You know, it started out in Persia and I thought, wow, we're going right. to get something that's like a kind of a, you know, a, an epic something uh-huh. or other back in the day. But then, you know, then it goes to present day and, and you get into the storyline. But, you know, I thought it was a really unique way to bring in genies and then like the yeah. evil side of genies that it made me wonder when uh, um, Doug Heffernan's mom, you remember her? Doug Heffernan's on the King of Queens. I love that freaking show. <laughs> is it, anyway, the, the lady that plays his mom was uh, like the psychic. That is the lady that out. plays his mom? Was was? Oh, oh yeah. She okay, like yeah, right. Okay. So anyway, but she was talking about how you don't even know the evil side of genies. That was, you know, those were evil people and, right. and this kind of thing. And I thought it was pretty... forget about Barbara Eden and yeah, uh, exactly. Mork. Yes, or whatever Mork's name is, Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so I really liked that that brought that in there. It's this different way to look at it. And okay, so Jin, it's a genie. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand that. So he's got to get, he has to trick people into wishing for stuff. And so that's kind of the rest of, you see him tricking people into well, wishing for things and, and then he can kill them. a great story in my opinion. Yeah. Because, because here's this sorcerer, <clears throat> you know, he, he, he put him in this jail. Basically, once he gets out, he has to charge this stone by making normal people Give him one wish, and and the funny thing is, is there's the Genie X Files episode where you know it does kind of the same thing. Basically, he either takes your words uber literally, or will interpret you know what he can to make it work for him, and it rarely turns out good. It, oh yeah, it never turns out well. The only it did turn out well only one time, and that was when she. We'll we'll talk about that later, but um, but every but but. The way that these wishes went down were really cool. Now, like I said, the practical effects in this were awesome. And the bulk of the movie was him going around and making people, you know, he's he's uh, charging the stone by getting people's souls one at a time while he's searching for Alexandra. Um, 
the, yeah, the bulk of the movie spent doing that. But these gave you these. I mean, these basically introduced great death scenes, you mm-hmm. know, over and over. And you know, it was relevant. except for the mannequin. No, well, that was silly. No, that was a little dumb. That was silly. But, but, but that's the only thing. The, there, there was a couple of things. For instance, like I said, the practical effects were great. The CGI effects, not so much. And they, you know, they, they. I mean, this was 1997. Uh, there's one in particular uh, when Kane Hodder plays a. Oh, yeah. He plays a um, guard. security guard, and you know he's a big tough guy. Basically, the genie's like, I need to get through here, and uh, you know he said. You know, you're going to have to get through me. And he says, I would. I'd lie. And King goes, I'd like to see you try. So basically, he just like sticks him in this in the window. And, you know, because I mean, the door, their glass door. And then he walks through it. And then there's just cheesy CGI. And it was kind of dumb. But you know what? Again, this is easily overlooked because of all of the awesome practical effects. Yeah. And all of the uh, uh, this, the story is just, in my opinion, again, it's not that complex. But it's interesting, and it's, you know, it's unique. Mm-hmm. You know, how many Genie movies came out besides the sequels, which, by the way, none of them come close to, in right. my opinion, to, right. to being as good as uh, as this one here. Um, well, basically, after he charges the stone, what, what, he need, what the Genie needs to do is um, get three wishes out of the person who uh, uh, had awakened him. So now that's why he was trying to find Alexandra. She he goes and basically once that he ma- once the the person makes the three wishes, that's when the door opens and that's when all hell breaks loose, and uh, we are dead. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I I really liked as this was going along because I was asking myself, you know what? If I had a wish, I would wish that the genie were to die. Uh-huh. I thought that, and it was it was right when he was trying to convince her, and so she does wish for that. And I was like, holy shit! Well. Oh shoot! Yeah, blow. What's gonna happen? Out. No, he just goes. She says, "I wish you would die." Okay. And so with he and a gun appears, and he shoots himself, and he can't die. Right. I was like, okay, they mm, they covered something that. Something that is eternal gonna die. Oh, <laughs> I, I like yeah. his voice. That guy was, was awesome. Pretty cool. That guy. And that was Andrew was Devoff. Awesome. He was in that. Awesome. I that this is the. I think this has got to be the first movie I've seen him in. And ever since this, I have loved. He him. played even when he was at like when he wasn't makeuped. Yeah, he was he's still made up. I guess is the way you say that. Anyways, anyways, he yeah. still was really good. He, like the looks on his face, the way he talked, uh-huh. and he, you know, he has the pock marks all over his skin. Yeah. So he's got the bad skin. Anyways, it was. I thought it was really, really good. You know, one thing that we didn't mention is that Robert England is in this as the rich collector who oh, is right. actually bringing in the the statue which the uh, sorcerer from Persia hid the hid the opal in. Is I guess mm-hmm. what it was called. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, there's an there's also a pretty awesome uh, scene too at the end where he's throwing a party. By the way, he he throws this party in this room where he has a bunch of like ancient uh, statues and you know and this and that. One of those statues was Pazuzu, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> oh, I, it looked a hell of a uh-huh. lot like it if it wasn't. Him. Huh. But anyway, so he I mean he again he didn't have that big of a that big of a part either. Right. I mean he just kind of played this pretentious dick, yeah. you know, and he basically his wish was. Uh, I want you know I want uh, to, I want to throw a party that will go down in history and this I mean here here's the uh, really generic wish again obviously mm-hmm. he didn't know he didn't I mean he wasn't expecting anything to happen but uh, we get a lot of awesome death scenes there yeah so it, it we get to a point and we're not going to give this movie away mm-hmm. I mean it gets to a point where he catches up with Alexandra. And this is, uh, you know, and, and actually this is uh, after he's collected, uh, he's powered the stone up enough. And uh, basically, 
he actually says something to the effect of when he wants when he wants her to say to start giving her wishes, he says, "Yes, this is when the shit hits the fan." Oh, really? So yeah, so perfect. Oh, that's cool. Even though in my uh, you know before I saw this, I thought, you know what, the shit hits the fan when that freaking statue gets dropped yeah. on Ted Raimi yep. Yep. and uh, that jackass finds the the uh, opal and uh, and he goes for it, but. Uh, I don't know. Somebody who is timeless and has been around b- before time would know better than I would. Yeah. He was pretty patient waiting in that jewel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, uh, so the rest of the movie is the face-off of the battle of wits between Alexandra and the Jinn. Obviously, we do not want to spoil it. I give this, an, again, I give it a buy. I freaking love this movie. And again, it's one that's not perfect. It's got its flaws. It's easily overlooked because of um, how how well Andrew Devoff did. I think, I, unlike uh, Evil Speak, I don't think that there's anybody in this that didn't know how to act. I yeah. mean, this is pretty. This is a pretty high quality thing. I, I guess Wes Craven put his name on it, but I mean, I, I don't know if that's you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, what about you? I give it a buy as well. I think it's one of those that that the storyline is original. The people are acting good. There's gore. I mean, it has all the combination, all of the, I mean, all of the elements to just make a really good movie. This, the gore in this was fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't blatant. It wasn't just you know for gore's sake, mm-hmm. which that's not always bad. Right. Such as our next movie, yeah. but uh, but no. To be honest with you, I it's hard for me to, to if you're going to sit down, it's you're not going to it's not going to be Grace or Dead Girl. It's not you're mm-hmm. not going to have these dark feelings and be thinking about it forever except to just freaking enjoy exactly. it. Exactly. It was so I mean it was such a badass movie. It was yep. just fun. It was good. All right. So the Mammary Count was zero on this movie. Bummer. Yep. And the only thing I learned in this movie is how Ted Raimi became a midget. <laughs> and then, Since he's a midget now? Yeah, what exactly. The, yeah. Okay. Um who else said that? Hello Betty, what's its problem? That was Barney to Betty's drive edge. <laughs> gross and is the pain terrible i can ease your pain ky jelly to betty's vag wow betty's vag yeah. is getting some got, got love there wow uh, and the six degrees ted Raimi was an evil dead too with bruce campbell you know guys we've been doing the new obscurities rewind show for a couple months now and i suddenly came to a realization oh uh, what's that i i realized that a lot of people think the obscurities rewind is like nothing more than a greatest hits version of the old obscurity show uh that's just not the case. Right. Well, maybe we should let them know that the Obscure 80s Rewind is a new show where we take things back to when the Obscure 80s was a little simpler. You know, like streamlined, as it were. Exactly. It's it's like a show where we keep the 80s focus on one topic at a time. Yeah, while keeping it um, a little more obscure. Tiger meat. Okay, so uh, how we do it? How we let them know? Uh, guys, I think maybe we just did. Morons. Uh, awesome. Yeah, that was that was easier than I thought. Obscurities Rewind. Check them out online at obscurities.com or pennycult.com. Idiots.
All right, now to wrap it all up, we bring to you Planet Terror from 2007. That was so... That was scary, man. Was it? Say a prayer for your old man. No dead bodies for Dada tonight. Add me on. I got bit. Bit by what? If I told you, you probably wouldn't believe me. They're not living. How was that? They're not dead. The hell in the bodies. They're gone. They're not stopping. What the hell is going on? Jerry. spread all over the world. You want the story? I'll spin it for you quick. We got a face full of DC too. But the laws of science are broken. Right now, the soldiers are turning. Don't taunt me, Tramp. Once that happens, they'll tear us apart whether they want to or not. The side effect is terror. I swore to my men that I'd do everything in my power to keep them alive. I never had a choice. <laughs> Now, the last hope for humanity. I'm gonna go get Jerry! Fine, but we're taking my car. I'm riding with you. Rests in the hands of a few. I have no leg! I made you something. Stand. Hop on. No, the other way. No. The other way. Comes to the door, I want you to shoot them. Whoever's dad. I'm gonna eat your brain. Especially if it's your dad. Move out! Robert Rodriguez, Planet Terror, a grindhouse feature. Anyway, you know what? And before we start in this, I've got to say something. I went and saw this in the movie theater, you know, the whole Grindhouse thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've seen parts of it since, but I didn't, I don't know what it was, but in the movie theater, I just thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Probably because it was so damn long. Yeah. Well, because you watched uh, the first one first, right? No, no, this was first. Oh, and this was Death first? Death Proof was oh, okay. second. Okay. I don't, I, I don't know what it was, but I had a hard time sitting through that whole damn Grindhouse thing. Yeah. Even though I I remember really enjoying it, but I I mean it didn't have the impact on me that watching it today did. Planet Terror 2007, directed by Robert Rodriguez, who of course is a a big genre director. Sin City, The Faculty, Dust mm. Till Dawn, Desperado, my favorite, one of my favorite all time movies for one reason and one yeah. reason only. Two reasons. And also, uh, according to uh, Mary Shelton, who was uh, one of the, or excuse me, Marley Shelton, who was uh, who was uh, in this, uh, Quentin Tarantino helped out, out helped, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, helped out a lot mm-hmm. with the direction. Uh, Robert Rodriguez wrote this. IMDb gave it guess guess what it got? Seven point three. Seven point six. Did you look? No. See, because this is a. I mean, as I watched this, this was excellent. Yeah. And. I mean, I know that we've said this for every movie this whole episode. There were things in it that were so over the top. And, like, what? how in the hell is this working? 
And how is she shooting her machine gun leg? How does she with a trigger? And how do, you know whatever? How does she have an explosion and then fly like the Matrix? Exactly. Oh, I watched that three times, dude. <laughs> it's that but the thing is, awesome. is you cannot get hung up on no, those things. No. And every single one of these movies today's been like that. You could really get ruined if you get hung up. Yeah. If you get hung up on a couple of stupid little things, well, and maybe they're not so stupid, but really the overall picture of it. Um, <laughs> You know, I, it's just if you get hung up on that, it's a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, the style of this movie was second to none. I yeah. mean, this was excellent. I mean, they obviously they were tr- they were going for a '70s type of grindhouse mm-hmm. look. You know, they they did the faux uh, damaged film look yeah. throughout the whole thing, and um, you know they kind of had the same types. Of, it was funny. It was it was kind of funny because they they did this in the '70s style, but in the modern day, like yeah. they had cell phones and, right. and they had all sorts of things like that. Anyways, uh, it starred Rose McGowan as Cherry Darling. Let me ask you something. Hot or not? Hot. Totally hot. Yeah. Except for her lips. Do her lips look faker than any? I could... I, what was that? I can't remember. On Living Color, you know that thing Jamie Foxx did? She could suck the bend out of a river. Good. I just saw that in the movie. What was that? This one. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> Duh. But uh, I don't know what it is, but... Remember Jamie Foxx in, in Living Color? He played like that girl. That really, like, this is a really, <laughs> he did this the whole time. <laughs> it reminded me of that a little. It was a little distracting, but anyways. Uh, Freddie Rodriguez played Ray. Uh, Josh Brolin played uh, Dr. William Block. Marley Shelton played Dr. Dakota Block. Uh, Jeff Fahey played JT. Michael Bean played Sheriff Haig. Uh, Rebel Rebel Rodriguez. Oh, the, the little kid played Tony Block. Uh, Bruce Willis played Lieutenant Muldoon. Naveen Andrews played Abby, um, and uh, Tom Savini played. Uh, I can't remember his name in this, but a uh, deputy of uh, Michael Bean. Yep. In Texas, the gang leaded by the black market dealer Abby faces a group of renegade militaries led by Captain Muldoon in an abandoned military base. During their shootout, Abby shoots a recipient of a. Um, a biological weapon releasing an experimental, highly contagious gas that turns humans into flesh-eating zombies. Meanwhile, in the local hospital, Doctor Block sees an epidemic with many patients in the same na- with the same nasty symptoms. When the breakout affects most of the local population, a group of people with immunity, l- led by God, this guy doesn't have very good. <laughs> Again, I should read. I typically have been reading. Get off my back. I'm a group of people led by the mechanic Ray, Sheriff Haig, and the stripper. Cherry and the uh, and Dr. Dakota fight to survive and become the last hope to save the world. Now, this came in two cuts, and I don't, I th- we got these from different sources, I assume. Uh, there was one cut that was 80 minutes, which is the, the theatrical, and there was 105 minute, which is the extended, and that's the one I watched. Wait, wait, 145? Uh, no, an hour 45, which is 105 minutes. Oh, yeah, that's the one I watched. Okay, yeah, that's the one I watched too. All right, so oh, at least we'll be on the same uh, the same page here. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, in a very much Carpenter esque move, did the uh, did all the music for the movie. Oh, um, this had a lot of. Uh, before we get too too much into the uh, the story, let's talk a little bit about the faux trailer in the beginning yeah. of Machete. Machete. And uh, apparently they are going to make that movie. No, they're not. Uh, Robert Rodriguez actually wrote that movie a long time ago. Really? And even was in talks with uh, uh, Danny Trejo. <laughs> it's so hard for me not to call him Johnny 23 because I think the first thing I ever saw him in was uh, Con Air. And he, oh. uh, 
to piss me off because he was mean to ladies. He was misogynistic. But anyway, so they're they're going to be making that movie, which <laughs> really funny. excites me. He said uh, Rodriguez wrote Machete in 1993, uh, specifically for uh, Danny Trejo. Hmm. He just kept thinking. I guess apparently the deal was is uh, Robert Rodriguez kept saying, "You know what, uh, Danny, you belong in Mexican exploitation movies," and he does. I mean, God, he looks so great. Uh, yeah. Just as that whole, he, he'll, I think he'll do a great job in yeah. that. And I'm, I am totally looking forward to that. Um, one other thing, you know, we mentioned how they wanted to kind of go back to the grindhouse aspect of this movie. Um, the appearance of Bruce Willis, and this is just a factoid I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the appearance of Bruce Willis in a minor role is a subtle nod to an old marketing trick often employed by grindhouse makers. They would contract big movie stars to appear in their movie for a few frontal shots only. Uh, you know, while the rest of the films were, you know, or, sorry, while the rest of the scenes were, you know, filmed from behind or whatever. But then they'd put that big star on all the marketing uh. and all the covers and stuff like that, so people would would uh, go out and check the movie out. But uh, anyway, I, I just think that's kind of funny because I mean, I mean, don't you kind of feel screwed when that happens? Yeah, oh, absolutely. But they're it, there for a second, <laughs> like when I saw. Um, Doug Bradley's name on the cottage, and he was only in there for like five seconds. I kept thinking he was going to be like the main bad guy. Yeah. And he's in there for five seconds to warn them away from going to the farmer's house. Right. Nice. Well, this movie is, I think that I could watch this all the time. I could too. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, this is this is the kind of movie that I'm, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm really glad that I sat and, and actually gave it my full attention uh, today while I was at work watching this. <laughs> but... Um, this, I mean, this is a movie that you can kind of bop in and out of when you're walking around and just be entertained. Um, the movie starts out with, uh, the, the, just so, I mean, he, first of all, before we start getting into the story a little bit deeper, this movie is over the top. Oh, yeah. There are, um, cheesy lines in this that are, I mean, it, it's all deliberate, you know, the, um, uh, characters are bigger than life. You know, everybody's got this attitude. Everybody is uh, boisterous and, and just basically not. I don't think anybody acts how real human a real human would act, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. But it just makes it so much bigger and so much more entertaining. Yeah. Um, as far as the effects in this are concerned, again, fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. There were. I mean, from getting shot with a, with a machine gun and pus and blood coming. Flying out uh, to uh, one guy gets shot in the head and his whole uh, his whole head that was like, Naveen splits Andrews. into that was awesome, <laughs> unexpected <laughs> oh, that, and awesome. It was so awesome, but uh, also the the zombie design was disgusting. Yeah. Um, there is a when half that, a junk alert, but uh, those were that, that was, yeah. When they were talking about that stuff, that that was well, disturbing. What, what about? Uh, well, I don't want to give it up, but. Uh, there was one where his kind of wiener melted off. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. It, the whole the thing is, it was disgusting. It was over the top. It was fantastic. Yeah. Again, this isn't going to be one of those movies where you're, you know, you're you're haunted by it and you need to think about it, and, you know, just for your own conscience. But I'll tell you what, it was great. The story was again was uh, fairly simple. There were a lot of, um, as far as the the overall story goes, it was uh, fairly simple. However, um, I think the characters. Uh, you know, there, there's uh, a bunch of different sets of characters that uh, I think were really re- well written, intertwining their fates, intertwined eventually. Everybody had their own backstory. Oh, uh, most people did. 
uh, you know, had a, a not, not necessarily a big complex backstory, but I mean, we knew enough. We knew uh, enough about their backstory to really, you know, be interested in, in what they were, uh, what they were going through, and then being put in this situation. I I, I really like the characters. Again, I'm kind of a sucker for those characters, like JT, the brother. Uh-huh. Um, you know, him doing the barbecue shtick and yeah. talking about getting the world's best barbecue. And uh-huh. then the thing about it was that. Um, you know, the doctor, Josh Brolin, that plays the doctor. Right. He's a complete douchebag. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Complete peckerhead. And, <laughs> and so he gets his in the end. The the one thing I didn't like was how the kid shot himself in the head, like right after she gave him the gun. Yeah, in fact, um, I... <sighs> I think well, I think what I read this, and maybe maybe I should check up on this before I actually let this air, but uh, I, that was Robert Rodriguez's only kid. Or, I'm sorry, the only kid he would use was his own because it was such kind of a disturbing, mm-hmm. uh, disturbing thing. So basically, what he did is, uh, you know, he had his own kid there because he, he didn't want to do it to anybody else's kid. He didn't want to freak him well, out. It was like it was so unexpected. But it, I mean, it does. It was a big bummer. You yeah, know? like what really? That can't be really what just happened, but it really was what yeah. just happened. You know, I thought it was. It. I thought it was funny how, like, right in the middle of the love scene, the reel melts down, and yeah. then it comes back on. The place is on fire, and everybody's together, like all these people that weren't there before. Well, here's the deal: they were they were in there with them. And I that, thought that was great. That, that's an interesting point you bring up because, okay, so here we are. You, you know, we have you know all these all these characters coming from different places like for instance we have we have the doctor and the doctor's wife who are going through marital problems and uh, she's actually planning on leaving him and while they're at work she was going to have Fergie not uh, Fergie and Logan she was going to show up and she was going to uh you know get the kid and then they were going to go off together uh you know but they go to they go to the hospital and then that's when all all hell breaks loose and uh you know, so they 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 you know get involved in the epidemic and whatever. And then on the other hand, we have Ray, who um, you know runs into Cherry at this barbecue place, and then you know apparently there was this whole love story that you know they go into a little bit. And uh, uh, of course, then we have uh, JT and, and uh, Michael Bean, who uh, yeah. are, are, we find out are brothers. And uh, you know, and we we just have all these characters. Heck, I mean, we even have. Two of the, the, the craziest Mexican twins oh, yeah. that are wild, man. Yeah, they were, I mean, I don't, they they I, they were a big unexpected thing to yeah. me in this movie, especially the first time I saw it. But what happens is they, they end up throughout, you know, just the story progressing, and, you know, the different things that happen. They all end up at this shack, at this uh, barbecue shack. And just so you know, Ray Ray is wanted by the police, and the police will not let him hold a gun. And you know, there's all sorts of police shootouts before this. I mean, by the way, some of those shootouts are excellent. Oh, like, in fact, Tom Savini, Tom Savini, yeah, punch shooting people. Yeah, that oh was my awesome. gosh, that was so freaking awesome. It was they all show up at this barbecue place, and we won't get into too much in the details of uh, the individual stories, but you know, they all show up here. Fate brought them there. And uh, all of a sudden, right when Ray and Cherry start to uh, get a little intimate, the the the, uh, the film melts. Yeah, it all, says it's real a, damage. No, sorry missing real or oh, something. Yeah, it's it a missing real. The the funniest thing is, and, and one of the things that was that I really thought was awesome about this movie, we come back and everything's changed. Yeah. First of all, uh, we won't even uh, we don't even need to mention that the whole damn uh, barbecue place is on fire. Ray. Is actually El Ray, who yeah. is some high-ranking uh, government official right. or something, 
and uh, you know they but uh, and people have been hurt now. Yeah, exactly. People, it's like it's almost like you know what they're like. You know, how can we move this movie along? Because I mean, it was already an hour and forty five minutes, at least in this uh, thing. Uh, but they're like, yeah, instead of fleshing out these things, let's just let's just stick them there and then get everybody caught up for yeah, two minutes. Right. And I thought that was awesome. That was. It was great. Uh, and basically, after that, they all get in. They're all uh, you know trying to escape and whatnot. They get into a big. You know, a couple of vehicles. There's a, what a big van or whatever, and uh, you know they're, they're they start to head out, but uh, they get intercepted by Bruce Willis and his crew of uh, I guess faux military types of uh, a group. Anyways, it turns out that um, in this story, I, I completely missed this story the first time, maybe because I fell asleep in the mm-hmm. damn theater. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but. Uh, these guys apparently they they were this military thing they they got deployed to Iraq they killed Osama bin Laden but they all got poisoned by some gas that was out there they came back i guess what they decided to do is since they've been poisoned in order to stop the progression into these and these weren't like mindless zombies these, right. you know these were kind of just infected you know and then i get, i think it gets to a point and then they become more mindless and mm-hmm. and just crazy but in order to not let the progression go, they need to give themselves uh, small doses of this gas. And so they're all wearing these gas masks hooked up to these little machines that are, you know, kind of dosing it for them. And it's funny because every time they take off the mask to talk, you'll see, like, bubbles start to yeah. show up on the side of their faces and whatnot. It's it's all really good stuff. Anyways, yeah. They intercept these people. Um and we find out that it's all a nefarious plan by this group. And uh, I don't know. I, I think we should kind of let... You know, not not give too much away about no. that. But anyway, they you know they go to this military complex and you know they they try to escape and it ends up in one of the most action packed, oh, yeah. awesome kick ass scenes of you know, a finale that uh, that exists in, in movies. I freaking laughed the whole well, yeah. time. I mean, like you said, I mean, who knows how she's shooting because you can't <laughs> how she's pull pulling the, trigger. the trigger. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The way matter. she's cutting people down, and then when Naveen Andrews is like, follow me, and he's going, he's hiding behind stuff, he steps out in front and looks, and you can tell he saw something that he didn't, he's like, okay, we've got to be careful. Uh-huh. Steps out again, and his head splits in two, but he still has his lower teeth, <laughs> oh, which was awesome. There was also another awesome. one where a guy reached up and ripped the jaw off a guy, and his tongue kept was coming oh, yeah. out of his neck, and starts flipping around a little oh, it was, oh, so, so and then when uh quentin tarantino decided he was so hot to trot that yeah. he wanted to take his mask off to get some and he just starts melting away <laughs> oh my gosh disgusting but awesome awesome i agree um i i don't know i think that um i think that we've talked about the, hit if the you have points. if you've not seen this movie this is so entertaining you have got oh, to go so, see it, this it is so much fun uh i would say the shit hits the fan Moment is basically when in the and close to the beginning yeah. when he shoots the canister yep, yep. and releases all that green. That's stuff. That's what I've got it. I've got that sweet down as well. Awesome. So I give this a bone saw. A real okay. I I give it a really high buy again. I don't. I mean, I don't know. That's just my gut. I there's nothing really. I can't really complain about anything in this movie only because. It's it's all there for a reason. Even the mm-hmm. even the stupid shit mm-hmm. is there intentionally. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, this seems to be. I guess there's a. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm an expert or anything like that. But um, it seems that Robert Rodriguez went so over the top that 
any uh, that most of the things that would I would normally think of, whoa, that was bad, yeah. seems intentional. Yeah, you know, and seems like that's that was his that's what he wanted to do. And the thing is, is the the at those parts the the uh, the effect was fit right in. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I, I this is a great movie as well. Yeah, this this was good. The memory count was three, two of which were in machete. <laughs> oh yeah. And then the third one I counted. Because it was when the dude was walking through the strip club right at the very beginning, right in the back room. She had pasties over the nips, but they were you could see everything else. No nips? No nips, but still. All I right. mean Listen, it's they your, were in the that's shape your deal. the pasties were in the shape of it and she had some nice <laughs> nice swelling. Oh my god. So anyways. Alright, so what did I learn? Balls do just what you think they would when you try to step on them. They, they, they do exactly. Yeah, what was the deal with I that? I don't know. No, what was his name? Naveen Andrews? Naveen Andrews. I don't know what it is in the movie. Basically, he's well, he's some kind of a rogue scientist. And, yeah. And, uh, I want he, your balls. His, he like steals people's balls and holds them in like a pickle jar. He has his assistant holding him in the pickle jar. He doesn't even do it himself. <coughs> which is which is So just they cut weird. him off, and then he tries to step on it, and it does. It kind of squishes away. Which exactly yeah, sets up some awesome gross-out yeah. oh. parts. Um. You can inhale a cigarette, take a drink, and then blow the smoke out. I thought that was an awesome move. JT was able to do that. Really? Well, like I didn't see him toke the cigarette in, but then he took a drink of his barbecue sauce and he dipped in there. Uh-huh. And then when he was done, he blew smoke out. I'm like, that is freaking sweet. Well, it's not like he eats your barbecue sauce in your lungs. Well, I know, but I still think that's pretty sweet. Oh, I, you like JT. Uh, there are some really effed up junk disorders out there. Oh, yes. Wow, and those are real pictures of real junk that got messed up in the, you the think? hospital. really oh, gross. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> And then I, uh, I tell you about the time in my microbiology class we were we were talking about uh, diseases and things like that and it's, it's show, the teacher shows one slide of this guy's really screwed up wiener and some kid burts out man what's wrong with that guy's finger <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome anyway. uh, the last thing that I learned is it made me wonder what it'd be like to do an amputee. Oh, easier access is what they said. Yeah, that's what uh, Quentin said. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, who else said that? I don't remember. I set the heat with my hand. That was a question to Rosie O'Donnell about why her vagina fell off. Yuck. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> uh, just like your video game, shoot them in the head. What if it's daddy? Especially if it's daddy. That's Latoya to Michael Jackson's kids. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> and the last one is, I'm Cherry. You sure are. And that was Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. Damn it. You know what? That one's for Florida Possum. Yeah, that is for Florida Possum. Because if Tim Tebow didn't just go around saying he was a virgin all the time, then I wouldn't have even thought of that. But <laughs> since he brags about it, then there you go, Tim and, and Urban. Because you know Urban loves that from behind. Anyways. Well, wow. you know, I almost, went, I almost went to a place that was bad between Urban and Tim. But I'll go. You I know think, what? Well, Urban likes Tim's Tebow. <laughs> Anyways Alright, Six Degrees Rose McGowan was in Monkey Bone With Bridget Fonda And Army of Darkness With Bruce Campbell Monkey Bone, nice Oh, well, I'll tell you what These were some of the, These were This show I don't know what happened And it just all kind of Fell into place That these are Because I, I Like I said I don't remember Planet Terror Being this damn fun I do remember Loving Wishmaster And I'd never seen Evil Speak Yeah But these three movies Were so much fun to watch Yeah And uh, I, I Can I just I need to make a request Yes Getting ready for next week Okay Please 
people that are calling in, make your voicemails good because I'm going to be bummed watching Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> I already know. I already know that that's going to – I was so – I hated that. I just hated the way I felt after I watched that last time. So just get us in the mood because I'm going to come in just bummed. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe we need to rethink it. No, we'll still do it because okay. I think we need to do it. And maybe it'll be different now that I've watched it. But I just remember getting the monkey's face cut off, I, the baby monkey. I was like, I can't. I don't even remember. The, and the turtle. I was like, it was the animal stuff that really You know, I'll tell you what. Me. We won't even do that movie. We'll do an no, awesome do movie it. called Jungle Holocaust. No, it's let's completely do it. different. No, let's do it. That was a joke because they're the exact same oh, okay. movie with the exact same leading guy. Oh, okay. Anyways, um... So yeah, we're doing that. But I, I want to do. I want to. I don't know how good Grim Love is, but it, it's. Uh, we'll just do it. Well, let's do it because I feel. I'm, I mean, I'm interested to watch it. Yeah. I've been wanting to watch it, so let's do that. Um, so again, remember, don't forget about the Cadaver Tracks, uh, House of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually also put a spot on the forums where. Uh, Greg will answer any of your questions, anything like that. He has it's his own spot. It's it's uh, just labeled Cadaver Tracks. Go in there and, and check that out. Um, also, also sign up for the forums because they're fun, you mm-hmm. know. And then I think that you get a lot of extra. I don't know. There's so much on there's, there. There's I mean, I, I show up everyone, and people know that. And you can give me shit about it. I mean, I know, but when I get in there, I cannot believe how many different topics and stuff people are talking about. I mean, it's awesome. It, it's great. It's great. Send us a voicemail, uh, 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. And uh, just so, I just want to thank everybody also for uh, giving us the iTunes reviews and the podcast daily. Again, I mean, we don't have If you a- don't like the show, you're probably not listening now anyway, so screw you. <laughs> but, but no, I'm just kidding. But but put yeah, put what you think on there because it just helps people. You know, know it's what not that expect. big a deal. I, it, yeah. Anyways. I don't and then, and then the other on. thing is we don't want to forget about is the contest we have going. Please, I mean, Spooky Bill, freaking oh, that's hilarious. Right. Freaking hilarious with those commercials. If you haven't seen them, go check those out because they If, if you go hilarious. to cadaverlab.com. Um, they will be there. They're in the blog section, so I mean they'll go down. Um, you know the more things that we post. But if you go down the right side of the page, you'll see a categories. Just click on Cadaver Lab videos, and uh, only the videos will show up, and they are hilarious. Yeah. So and and you know people keep them coming because they are funny, and we laugh at them. You know, oh, yeah. I don't think your ideas are stupid because <laughs> we will laugh. We think it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so you got anything else? I think that's it for me. All right, man. So cannibals for next week. Yeah, I'm going to go eat somebody. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> All right, for the Cadaver Lab podcast, we will see you later. Later.